Alright, welcome to the last three rows of horror podcast. Mike here with Hey, hey Mike, you kinda scared me. <laughs> Good. Good. Keeping you on your toes, Sal. Don't do that, Mike. Uh, I am doing it. Sal and uh Stanley with a C. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sam. Alright, folks. We are continuing our conversation about Friday the 13th series. This is the last one that we're going to do. Today we are covering uh, Freddy vs. Jason and the 2009 remake, Friday the 13th, starring Derek Mears. Uh, before we jump in, thank you for listening and streaming on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and checking us out on Instagram. Uh, it's, this has been a long uh, series that we've done, all four of these films. Well, I'm sorry. All 12 of these films that we're going to talk about yeah i think we have done like eight hours so far on friday the 13th after this episode maybe that's crazy (laughs) wow all right so we're gonna start with uh jason versus freddy i think we're all pretty knowledgeable about this one we've seen it a few times so sam take it away yeah well uh freddy versus jason um newland cinema has long been referred to as the house that freddy built a sobriquet that founder and ceo robert shea would be among the first to acknowledge Bolstered by the success of Wes Craven's seminal 1984 shocker, A Nightmare on Elm Street, followed by its seven lucrative sequels, New Line, over the course of the next two decades, would rise from obscurity as a fledging distribution company specializing in the often undistinguished exploitation fair to the most successful and well-known independent studio in Hollywood. Now, um, by the way, Robert Shea, I don't know if you guys know this or not, he's actually married to uh, Lynn Shea. No, 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 that's oh. his sister. It's oh. his sister? Yeah. Uh, no, I thought they were married. Sister. Sister. Pretty sure. Okay, well, still, pretty awesome. You probably know her from, uh, yeah, Kingpin as a lady, you know, doing the pussy fingers. <laughs> <laughs> also, something about Mary. She's a super tan lady. Yes. She was the also, yeah, she was also in, uh, she's been in Insidious. Yeah. Bunch of creepy movies, Nightmare on Elm Street, a new nightmare. She plays a cool part in the the nurse part. I would wait, like. Wait, uh, wait, wait, guys, wait. Where was she at the night? Uh, night on. Uh, she, she, she was the teacher. She was the teacher that was comforting. Oh, yes. um, yeah. Okay, that's right. That's Nancy. right. Nancy. That's yeah. right. Real young in that. She so. actually she actually looked decent in that. She sure did. Yeah. yeah. I would like to meet her at a convention someday. Yeah, she's she's funny and very good actress. Because Insidious, she killed it. Oh yeah. And yeah. when she had. When she had, at first, I didn't know what to do or what to think when I seen her with that um, the air raid mask, the old air raid oh, mask. Oh, right, yeah. And, but when she was breathing and the guy was taking notes, that freaked me out. Mm-hmm. She's got a whole, she's a good actress because she's got range. You know, she could go from the yeah. creepy <laughs> yeah, old lady in Kingpin comedian. to an actual, like. She's in a ton of horror movies. Yeah, right. She's, she's, in, she's in some bad ones, I will admit. Like, have you ever seen the, the 2001 Maniacs remake with her and Robert England? I, I seen that. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty bad. That. Yeah, that was. That was <laughs> but yeah, yeah she's, she's been in some really good ones, too. I think she might have also been in uh, FDR, American Badass. Oh, my too. God. You know what? I, I'm sorry. She played Helen Keller in <laughs> Helen Keller vs. Nightwolves. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Oh, <laughs> I have never Stop even it. heard of that. It's like they're made by the same like production company. Like if when you watch these movies, they look like they're they were shot by like porn directors from the <laughs> from the two thousands era. Oh my god, that's the kind of sets and stuff we're going on. You know, though, I really respect actors who could uh, who could uh, you know wear so many hats, especially with horror, because it is not easy playing in a horror movie. It's not. Yeah, I mean, guys that could do like uh, horror, horror, drama, comedy, like that's for sure range. Oh yeah, yeah, like Patrick Wilson. Was yes. a bunch of those. He's got a 
He's got range. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I'll tell you the the one which I wish was never made. Um I never really cared for this for this comedian, but when Chris Rock was in that Saw sequel, yeah. I just it made me it just I was sick to my stomach. I'm like, first of all, he shouldn't have been in it. Number one, yeah. and and again, I did say I love actors or actresses that could uh, change their hats from horror to serious to com- to comedy. Mm-hmm. But that guy, he's not even a good comic, in especially because they cut to it like after the very first kill, they cut to him doing a comedy routine for five minutes about Forrest Gump. Yeah. Oh yeah, isn't it about Forrest Gump having black friends or something like that? I can't right. remember the exact joke, but I just if you if you think standard way, Chris Rock, if you think way back to like uh, I'm gonna get you sucker, and he comes in, you know, how much for one rib? Man, how silly that yeah, was yeah. and then now he's like a hard-boiled cop yeah, right, it's, right it's just too hard to no and and the thing that just sick of me was he was always an ugly guy and now that he had his feet, teeth fixed and surgery <laughs> now he's a better looking ugly guy i mean if that makes sense he just oh he i just i, I just couldn't I, I had to watch it though because i'm a soft fan and i was hoping there was something gonna be decent about it but I just, I, I, it just sickened me to watch that. They're, they had a couple of good kills in there. The first one was good when the guy getting hit by the train. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, the, the, yeah but he didn't have anything to do with it. But when, when he appeared in, in his role, it was just horrible. Mm-hmm. It really was. I have to agree. Yeah, the new, the new saw wasn't that great. Hmm. So uh, yeah, we've talked plenty about Friday the Thirteenth, but what about uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? You guys want to maybe get caught up a little bit on that? What do you, you get any cool memorable kills from the first Ooh. one or? I love Anything when specific? Freddy turns into the worm. Yeah. And uh, you see chomping on uh, Patricia Arquette. Yeah. And Dream Warriors. Yeah. was That, that was Dream Warriors. Yeah. Um, or when he picks the girl up and throws her head into the TV. From the front time, bitch. Very funny. <laughs> to me, well, the more like hysterical of the two franchises was definitely Nightmare on Elm Street. Because Freddy, yeah. Freddy talked, number one. Yeah. But he had the best one-liners. Yeah. Exactly. I agree with that. I agree with that. There's also, yeah, they got a bunch of cool stuff in the first one. I love, like, all the, uh, you know, the couple kills where she's upside down on the ceiling and all the yes. blood. Yeah. Also, there's, uh, yeah, the one with Johnny Depp where he gets sucked into the bed and mm-hmm. all the blood comes out. The yeah. the alley with the long arms. Yeah. Yeah. I told you in, in a couple podcasts ago, that still bothers me. <laughs> you know, but what a great effect. For, 80, you know, 84, Wow. But even when I was like a little kid and I saw this, it always kind of made me laugh a little bit right after that when she rips his face off and he's got the like the mechanical skull yeah. face. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but but in Freddy vs. Jason, now that my nephew brought up, uh, you know, the kills and stuff like that in the scenes, one of my favorite scenes and always will be with Freddy Krueger is when he's in um, uh, the furnace warehouse kind of uh, effect. I love the places they pick him. And then when he's uh, rubbing his... Uh, uh, metal hand a metal glove i'm sorry against like the the railings or whatever awesome effect to let him know let you know i'm sorry that he's there yeah oh yeah and that just bothers the crap out of me i mean let's face it freddie versus jason it's cheesy it, it was but it's, yeah. it's it was very fun cheesy. it's you know it's something just to, to just to put on like if if you're busy folding laundry or something you can just put it on it's there in the background it's it's fun Plus, I mean, if you love death metal, it's a great soundtrack. Oh, yeah. There's some really good bands on there. Get into that for sure. So uh, by the start of the new millennium, uh, New Line had amassed an impressive and diverse roster of box office hits, including the blockbuster Rush Hour films, 
uh, the phenomenally successful Austin Powers franchise and the looming on the horizon, the Academy Award-winning uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I don't think Rush Hour holds up, holds up too good nowadays. <laughs> Do you guys have you uh, seen it recently? Chris, Chris Rock was, I think, a kind of a flash in the pan. Yeah. He was he, right time, right place. Also, it, it, it's just him making fun of Asians for like an hour yeah. <laughs> for three movies That's straight. True. That is true. <laughs> that would does that. Imagine if you reversed it, like in uh, Chris, uh, Jackie Chan turned to Chris Tucker and went, "I'm going in the store. Do you want grape soda?" <laughs> They'd be like, "What the fuck, racist Jackie Chan?" Yeah, right. Instead, it's cool when he asks him if he want noodles and can you understand the words yeah. coming out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I love the Rush Hour films. I'm sorry, guys. First of all, it's very good. Camel's hump. <laughs> 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 uh, so again just a little source uh, for our episode today crystal like memories by peter m brack um so new line by the way would not forget about its less than humble roots or it's that's a razor clawed villain who made their success possible and even after nearly 10 year gestation period that was both costly and frustrating the studio did not waver in its commitment to, commitment to bring the long anticipated showdown of freddy vs jason to the screen Working in tandem with Sean Cunningham's Crystal Lake Entertainment, a reported $6 million was spent developing some 18 drafts written by more than a dozen screenwriters, including some of the most well-paid A-list writers in the business. Yet, among all the false starts, outlandish concepts, and seemingly never-ending rewrites, the key to drafting a logical, satisfying, and ultimately entertaining Freddy vs. Jason remained elusive. Uh, diehard fans have been waiting for years to witness the ultimate battle between their favorite horror icons and New Line and Sean Cunningham were determined not to let them down. Freddy vs. Jason needed to be more than just an amalgam of each iconic monster's greatest hits or a run-of-the-mill slasher that ends up with the terror titans at the center of a WWF showdown, mm -hmm. which is kind of a, a little bit what happens in a couple parts in this movie. It's like Rock vs. Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so in um, several several early drafts of the script, uh, two twists were considered that would have connected the paths of Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees. One considered twist was that Freddy, Freddy either raped or had consensual encounter with Jason's mother, and as a result, had unknowingly fathered Jason. Another twist considered was that Freddy worked at Camp Crystal Lake in the past and had either molested Jason as a child or was somehow connected to his drowning being a child murderer and a potential sex offender, thus giving Jason motivation to track down and kill Freddy. Both ideas were eventually dropped as producers felt they were a little too contrived and dark for the film. What, would you, what do you guys think of if that would have popped up in the film? Would you? Have, isn't that weird? Jason got diddled. Yeah, Jason got. <laughs> <laughs> bring, bring. Where, where was Dudley at? Right. You, you know what? Can, can I give you my opinion, Mike? Mm -hmm. uh, I think that would have wrecked. I think that would have completely wrecked things because if you remember, it's too much of a backstory. It, yeah. Number mm. one. Number one. Uh, where Freddie came from was uh, the sister. When all the well, and when all the maniacs raped her, um, I the, think the I, nun. You mean the, nun. the mother? What did I say? The sister. I'm well, sorry. I, meant, I meant sister as a nun. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, so oh, I'm when, sorry. When, when they raped, uh, what, I'm what, the asshole. What was her name, Sammy? I forgot. Uh, uh, sister Mary Catherine. Or sister Mary. Was it Sister Mary Kruger? Uh, no, don't, I don't, I don't really know. Think. No, well, well, her, her last name was Kruger. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, point being, Amanda Kruger. Amanda. Amanda Kruger. That's yeah. it. Anyway, uh, I thought that was magnificent. The way that happened, but I think if you blended Freddy now with Jason's mom, that would have been a long stretch. Me, I would have. I'm glad they didn't do that, but at the same time, uh, 
because this came out what 2001 uh 2003 2003 yeah. i'm glad they didn't do what i would have liked to do i'd like to have done because they would have killed it now in 2021 they've got better writers they've got better outlooks and the fans want something ultimate which would have would, would have to be jason versus michael myers mm-hmm. so them putting jason i'm sorry uh freddie versus jason was it great i liked it i still will watch it but uh one scene turned me off the whole movie when they were fighting in a warehouse and and Freddy Krueger was playing uh, uh, pinball, uh, pinball with, with J- <laughs> that just killed the whole movie for me. And I I was like, okay, come on, writers, come on, this is supposed to be serious. And they did that. I thought that wrecked the whole freaking movie. But but I but I gotta say, I know this might sound a little uh, hypocritical. I still enjoyed it and I liked it because uh, Kane Hodder will always be my favorite Jason. But uh, I'm sorry, Mike. What's his name? Um, the Jason uh, from this one, Ken Kersinger. Ken Kersinger. I just like that big. I like, like I said before, in a couple of our podcasts ago, I like that big, huge, menacing maniac guy, and that's him. Mm-hmm. So he is my second pick for Jason. There you go. Well, if you thought the pinball machine uh, in there ruined it for you, what about these other ones? Um, one unused script featured Jason driving a Subaru. Uh, Jason helping the main characters. There was a final fight between the two taking place in a burning mall. Uh, there was another one where Freddy uh, was killing a girl by turning her into a giant lobster and flash theming her. Uh, Jason killing a man by shoving a shotgun up his ass. Uh, <laughs> Freddy, Freddy worshipping cult called the Fredheads. Oh, uh, lizard people living in the dream world. Uh, Jason being brought back to life with the heart of the final girl's dead boyfriend. Um, also coincidentally named Jason. And Freddy's summoning Charles Manson, Ted Bundy, and John Wayne Gacy to aid him in the fight against Jason. Now that is a fucking movie that I would watch. <laughs> I mean, why not? I'll buy a ticket the, to that. This movie had wild <laughs> shit in it, like Freddy's a caterpillar, and there's the one character that's a total ripoff of Jason Mewes' character from, uh, you know, Clerks, and uh, you had Kelly Rowland there from. Uh, Destiny's, Destiny's Child. I mean, why not have the rest of this crap in there? Well, see, then that would have really have been. You know, direct the video and don't even bother watching it right. because uh, Kelly Kelly uh, from Destiny's Child, what a bad choice! Oh, yeah. what a bad choice! Mm-hmm. That was like Chris Rock. I'm sorry, I just... wasn't she calling Freddy like a pussy too? She's like, yeah, come on, you yeah, know, antagonizing him. And, well, and not only that, she calls him a faggot. That's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but I forgot but, about yeah, that. But Freddy's Freddy's a racist motherfucker. He goes, oh look at some dark meat. That's right. Dude, I remember that, dude. Yeah. So to me. I'm a huge Freddy fan, and I'm an even bigger uh, Jason fan, but uh, but again, I just wish, and I'm I just wish they wouldn't have had some of the actors in there, and I just wished they wouldn't have did that stupid pinball thing, and I wish there was more of a fight uh, a couple times instead of one one maybe two good battles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could have cut some of the silly stuff out for yeah. like the original script. By the way, had um, the storyline of Tommy Jarvis, but that was all eliminated. By the way, that was supposed to be played by Jason Bateman. I don't know. Could you imagine him uh, in that? No. No. He's like, fuck you, Jason. <laughs> what are you doing? My, uh, my, uh, my, the, the one, I, one I like the most out of this film is... Uh, Mon- this guy's a fucking mongoloid. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> I, I, uh, Monica Kina. She's uh, the final girl in this one. She That's like the only reason I, I watch this film, because she's gorgeous. Yes. Too hot. Oh, Want yes. to touch the high For sure. Oh, I want to. I want to touch your stomach. <laughs> uh, okay, so the writers of this We're script. We're going to talk uh, more about her. 
Yeah. So the writers of this script were a young screenwriting duo that came up with a take that would uh, pit two icons against each other while remaining true to the histories of both franchises. That was Damian Shannon and Mark J. Swift. And um, Damian and Mark lobbied the studio to bring in a Hong Kong action director, Ronnie Yu, being a fan of his film The Bride with the White Hair. Uh, you had recently brought another franchise back from the dead with the bride of chucky um he had he had never seen a friday or a nightmare movie before accepting this job by the way that he didn't even want initially <laughs> have you guys uh you've seen bride of chucky too? oh yeah 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 what'd he, you think what'd you think of it sammy i thought it's i mean it's a it's an all right movie i don't you know i, I always have fun with movies i don't it doesn't offend me that it's mm. not that great yeah it's cheesy and funny it's not meant to be scary Yes, it's what it's actually in uh, Crystal Lake Memories. He actually says about um, Bride of Chucky. To quote him specifically, he said, "They would. I wanted to make a movie where they would riot at the virants." <laughs> <laughs> it's not. That's not racist because that's how he sounds. By the way, <laughs> you know. You know. In my opinion, and again, this is just my opinion. Uh, the, with the sequels, um, do I watch them? Hell yeah, I'm such a fan. But I almost wish they would have just left it at. Um, uh, the first, the very first one. What do you mean? The Child's Play. I wish they would have made oh. any sequels because, uh, you know, again, again, it sounds hypocritical. I watched them. I really like the newest one. I know, Mike, you didn't care for it, but but with, with all the silliness, like like the the Bride of Chucky, the Seed of Chucky. I don't like oh the Seed of Chucky with Glenn. Yes, I don't like that one. Yeah, yeah that one's not I, good. You, you, and that's what I mean. I I I almost just wish they would have left it at Child's Play because that was such an awesome film. You know, another thing, Bride of Chucky is pretty good. That's what I was you, thinking you know, about Chucky's it. Bride of Chucky is pretty pretty violent. Great sound. Yeah. It, it is, and it, and it's very violent. But uh, you know, again, you had Catherine Heigl. That's who I was trying it's, to think who that was in there. Yeah, Catherine you don't like that's a damn good point. Um, but but come on, John Ritter in it. And, oh, yeah. You know, come on. I well, mean, it was just his son Jason Ritter is in uh, Freddy vs. Jason. That's true. Yeah. Where, where who is he? And he's the final guy. Yeah, he plays. Uh, I think his name is Will. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, he's kind of the the final girl's boyfriend. Yeah. Ah, okay. But but again, I just wish they would have left it at Child's Play. Yeah. I don't know. I like all the some of the sequels are really good. I like. Oh, no, them. no yeah. I'm not saying I don't like them because I've watched them and I'll Two watch them good. again. Mm-hmm. But but to to keep in a, keep a, a movie in your memory and long lasting, I think they should have just left it at Child's Play. But that's just my opinion. All right. Well, uh, Jason, by the way, and this one was played by King Ken Kersinger, as you were saying. He's uh he's six five. Damn. Little bit, uh, I no, looked up, yeah, he's, he's got to be taller than that. It said six five. Yeah, that's what I've been wow. saying. It's Kane Hodder. It said it was only six three. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. That's, I mean, not only that's still you know pretty, what, it's taller what? than me. But. I can I can tell you right now, that's not true, because I'm six one, six two, and I'm taller than Keen Hodder. I actually stood next to the man twice, and I was taller than him. I'm six so one. Six I know he's, he's got like a, a good inch or two on me. Six three. Mike, you're I'd my say head, six three. I, 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 I don't know. That's buddy. what I saw. Yeah, everything says six know. three I, for Kane Hodder, six five for Ken Kersinger. You, you know, again, again, you know, like I said, I. I stood next to him, and I know, Mike, you've met him more times than me, but like I said, I do know they exaggerate on a lot of heights because even in WWE, oh, yeah. they'll say Hulk Hogan was almost seven feet tall when no. the guy was like 6'3". Yeah. You know, and then Sylvester Stallone, in a couple of his movies, I noticed on when they... He's uh, a small man. Yeah, he's a small man. They put him as 5'10". There was no, no. way Stallone's 5'10". No. You know, because I know in a lot of movies they show, I'm sorry, a lot of boxing movies, they'll show the height, the weight and everything. And I look on it. I know I'm stupid for watching that little stupid thing, but I know these guys aren't that tall. 
Right. But, but Mikey, yeah. I, you really think, seriously, Jason, I mean, I'm sorry, you think Kane Hodder's taller than you? We're, we're talking like an inch. Yeah, because I have a picture of him choking me, and he's his head's over mine, but we're talking like an, one inch probably. Yeah, I want to say that po- picture you sent me of Sal and Kane Hodder. Yeah, you're you guys look. He looks smaller than you. I mean, that yeah. pi- that picture might be 15 years old. It is, it is. But but I, I just I just maybe Sal had his platform boots on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Maybe I had my kiss heels on. I don't know. Uh, but but seriously, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I would never say you were wrong. Never, never. Uh, but but like I said, uh, again, this is my opinion. But I I, I he seemed shorter than me, dude. Well, it's a trick of the maybe, camera. Maybe I, trick, had my, maybe I had my thicker slacks it's on. A, I don't know. It's a trick of the camera, especially when you were talking about wrestling. Like yeah. the way they film it, everybody looks bigger on TV because they film right. they film up. Right. Look, you know, so it's just like waist up. They look huge. Well, mm-hmm. well, my son Vince had mentioned to me. He said, "Dad, did you ever notice in the movies you watch, especially Friday Thirteenth, that you that him being a short kid, guy, but he's very, very well built because he's a gym rat and he owns his own gym. God bless him." Um, but he's very short, and he said, "Dad, I I guarantee everybody in uh, I was watching with him, um, uh, Jason takes him Manhattan. He goes, I guarantee those people, those guys, those actors. I'm sorry, are my height to make you know Jason look more, you know, more taller and menacing. Mm-hmm. And and I totally agree with him. But like I said, this guy Ken, he's just a huge man, dude." Also, a lot of shorter people are just actors. So, you know, they're not, be, they're not becoming football stars. That you right. go into fucking, uh, what is it, theater if you're not, yeah. if you're not Ken Kersinger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, one guy that's legit, like seven feet, maybe 6'11, that's Tyler Maine. Oh, yeah, massive. That guy is tall. I'll tell you. Played what, uh, the new um, Michael Myers in Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you. Did he do it in both movies? He was in Rob Zombie's Halloween films. Yeah, but I mean, in both both of Rob Zombie's, what yeah, he was, 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 was him. You, you know when I knew that guy was just ginormous. If you guys remember when he was talking to Doctor Loomis and his he's handcuffed and you could see the chair. It was like he was sitting in a two year old's chair, man. I was like, holy yeah. crap, this guy's huge. Oh man. Oh, yeah. Well, James dude, Jude Courtney is pretty big too. We saw yeah. him at uh, the horror convention yeah. we just went to. Yeah, yeah. Big yeah. Guy. yeah. crazy. Um, by the way, Ken Kersinger basically only acted as Jason in this, even though he's a stunt guy, just for insurance purposes. He was mostly just an actor on this film. So uh, Kane Hodder, who had portrayed Jason in the previous four films featuring the character, was keen on reprising his role and had even been given a copy of the final script. However, Jason was subsequently recast with Kane, uh, with Kane Hodder claiming he had been kept out of the loop as to why um, this decision caused some backlash from the Friday the 13th Jason fans. Uh, Ronnie Yu would later claim that it was a studio decision and that he would have cast Hodder if New Line had wanted Hodder, but they chose to go in an entirely new direction with everything. It was even like a couple of things planned where like um, they wanted to have previous people reprise the roles and they didn't want that to happen. Um, but though Kane Hodder was disappointed with and angry with the decision, he holds no grudge against Kersinger, who had actually worked with him on the eighth film, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, as a stunt double. So, Ronnie, you directed J- Freddy vs. Jason? Yes. Okay. Correct. Well, you- in the, it, previously, what you read was that he's never even seen a Freddy or Jason film. So how would he yeah. know how good Kane Hodder was? That's why, well, yeah, I don't know. Everyone, uh, there's uh, like a couple of different stories where like some say that like Ronnie, you wanted him to be in the movie. Some say that he didn't want him in the movie. It's like mm. one of these weird things. But either way, Kane Hodder kind of felt a little uh, stunted on that one. Mm. Well, what, what do you, what do you, what do you think, Sammy? Let me ask you, I'm like, would you have preferred Kane Hodder be in it? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I, I I agree with that, but I do see more of a menacing 
maniac with a giant like this. You know? Does that make sense? I mean, I'm a Keen Hodder fan, man. I'm a Keen Hodder fan. But seeing this freaking monster Mm -hmm. play him was just unbelievable. He he did an okay enough job, but, like, this one doesn't stand out to me as far as, like, the most menacing Jason well, he's, he's, you know, he's not seasoned, as seasoned as, I'd read as a, Keen Hodder. I had also seen a, uh, seen and read a couple things where they said that, like, someone, one of the, you know, how these produce, as we've seen, like, with some of these other movies, these producers get big says in things. Uh, and it seems like they didn't want to, someone felt that he was too, Kane Hodder was too brutal as Jason. <laughs> how could he, how could he, you, you know, know they're stupid too, The decisions. guy's a maniac. That's why, why would you want someone less brutal? That's what I'm saying. It's fucking Jason. Yeah. He's what a murderous we, fucking mongoloid. See, yeah. <laughs> Can you say that again, Sammy? Mongoloid. He was a mongoloid. Mongoloid. Uh, I, I just, I, you know, fans just drive me nuts. They should keep their stupid little opinions to themselves. If you're a horror fan, you want to see that brutality. By the way, we might just name this episode this because just it was a missed opportunity. I was texting Sal. Our first episode should have been titled "I Was a Teenage Mongoloid." Ah, yes, <laughs> perfect. So maybe that'll be just if it seems awkward that we have a title called "I Was a Teenage Mongoloid." That's the reason why. <laughs> oh, he sent me that, and I just lost it. That was awesome. That was awesome. But I do agree with you guys. Um, you know, I, I as a Kane Hodder fan. Uh, I really wish he would have uh, played it, and that would have been fantastic. But again, I will stick with this giant man was fantastic in it. Um, the other guy, uh, Mikey, uh, the bald guy uh, that played in the remake of Friday Thirteenth, Derek Mears. Derek, Derek Mears. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think he did an okay job? Yeah. What about he, you, he, he, yeah, he made that. He made that film. Yeah. He. I mean, he. I gotta. I gotta say, he really brought something to the table. Uh, he's scary with the mask. He's off. scary with the mask. Yeah, I mean, I see Nick. Actually, he was in you one of the Hatchet he, movies. He has a uh, he he has alopecia. Yeah, no oh, joke. He does? Yeah. So his body like just rejects hair. Like mm. he doesn't grow hair on his whole body. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, Sammy, you've seen him on Hatchet, right? Yeah. He was uh, he was the uh, FBI guy, Mikey. That, that led the team in with the yeah. with the you know. He was in that. He was in um, a couple Sons of Anarchy episodes, and uh, he was in that uh, oh. Red versus Dead. Uh, What's the Nazi zombie movie? Dead Snow Part oh, Two. Dead Snow. Yeah. You know, Sammy brought up a good point. Uh, he did. That always, read. that always makes. Sorry to cut you off. That always sounds like John Snow. <laughs> <laughs> Dead Snow. <laughs> Mike, is that a little Jason statement coming out of you? No, it didn't sound like that. <laughs> Kid Har- That's Kid Harrington from Game of Thrones. <laughs> John well, Snow. <laughs> well, can I ask you guys something? Uh, do you, you know? I know my nephew just verbally uh, read that. Uh, um, Kane Hodder didn't hold a grudge, but you know, in in Hatchet and this film, do you think maybe there was a little bit of jealousy or a little bit of like, what the fuck, dude, you took my role? To be honest, I think Kane's career kind of really made a jump start way after this um, with uh, the Hatchet films. He like he was rediscovered by Adam Green. And when he was in the Hatchet movies, like his name was more popular than ever than yeah. his years of playing Jason. So he was, I think he did just fine he not got a being bunch, in this. He got a bunch of acting work like from the Hatchet because he played like yeah. the dad in the Hatchet movie. Too. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. got a, he got a bunch of acting roles. Like uh, he played a couple of serial killers. Ed Gein, I know he played. Yeah, uh, they did an Ed Gein movie with yeah. him. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was brutal. They did a BTK 
BT- movie with that him. That was the one I was trying to think about. He's got the glasses and everything. I, did, I didn't see that, the BTK. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty good. I want to see that one. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. I got to hunt that one down. Gotcha. It's kind, gotcha. Of, kind of obscure movies, yeah, but I don't know. Wasn't the, he was, it wasn't the best Ed Gein movie, but he did mm. a decent enough job. There was hmm. two or three Ed there's Gein a, There's a couple. The one I really oh. enjoyed that I think is the best is the one with Steve Railsback, and that's just called Gein. Yes, I've um, seen that one. The yes. old one, uh, I think it's called Demented, uh, with... Remember the old guy yeah, from uh, from Home Alone? Yeah. Yeah, dude, with the shovel? Yeah, he played Ed Gein. That one was oh. brutal. Yeah. Damn. Can, I, can I ask you something, Sammy? Yeah. The, the the old guy with the shovel, do you think he was at the uh, wake when the little kid got stung with the bees? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think brought the bees to the woods? It was a trap. Ah, right. He trapped him. <laughs> He's like, got you. Ow, 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 because Macaulay probably fucked him up in Home Alone. That was a deleted scene. There was a deleted scene where Macaulay rigged the house with a bee, uh, fucking thing of bi- bumblebees. He said, I'm going to teach this fucking kid a lesson. I know it. I'm going to put him in the anaphylactic shock. <laughs> I, I could see that old guy throwing a jar at that little kid of honey. And this will really get those wasps that sting that little bastard. Because he, yeah, he thought, listen, it's either the fucking bees where it looks like an accident or I got to hit him in the fucking face with a shovel, the break shovel. his glasses. Everybody will know it was me. I'm the only guy with a fucking shovel out here. <laughs> uh, so Mike brought up the uh, the uh, music in Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, One of uh, the score was by uh, Graham Ravel. He did uh, also the Bride of Chucky. He scored a ton of stuff in the 90s and up till recently. Um, also the uh, soundtrack. This is a weird Kind of that A lot weird... of new metal. Yeah, a, lot a lot of, of new wave of death metal, early 2000s. Fucking in flames from uh, Gothenburg, Sweden. Love that band. Yeah, <laughs> we got a so, just some uh, bands that were on that. Kill Switch, Engage, Spine yeah. Shank. Oh yeah. Mushroom Head, Hatebreed, oh, Slipknot, yeah. Chimera, uh, From Autumn to Ashes, Seven Dust, Power Man, Five Thousand. This is what it's like when worlds collide. Oh yeah. Spider, <laughs> Spider, Spider Zombie. <laughs> yeah, he was the brother of Rob Zombie, by the way. Yep. Oh really? Did you know that? Mm. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's the same kind of same style of music as the exact same. Yeah, yeah, lots of clips from old movies and stuff. Uh, Murder Dolls, Seether, Stone Sour, Devil Drivers, Sepultura, The Blank Theory, like Mike said, In Flames, yeah. Lamb of God, and Typo Negative. Love Typo. So well, that kind of gives you an idea of what you're hearing in the background of <laughs> a lot who, of these. Who the fuck comes up with these names? All I'm hearing. I'm just picture. I keep picturing the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin theme song is what happens when, they, when these guys come on screen. Jason versus Freddy. You know what? You know what? I, I'm sorry, you guys. I, I know I'm a guys, huge metalhead, by the way. No, no, I know, I know, I know. Both, both of you guys are, and and you guys again are, are young. But I, I'm sorry. I I still will stay with. Uh, the old timers, uh, the violin, the piano thing, Insidious, those scores just oh, yeah. scared the mm-hmm. shit out of me. For sure. You I'm know what? Sorry, I, I, you know, and, and I don't disrespect the 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 heavy metal, uh, you know, and what you guys love because that that's that to me is, it means a lot because it means a lot to you guys. But I'm sorry, I I just think the most effective still is the old scores. Oh yeah. For a horror movie, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you mentioned uh, The Conjuring and stuff like that. I actually just listened to um, Joseph Bashara's new score for uh, Malignant. It's oh. fucking awesome. It's terrible. I, I want to watch that probably this weekend. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, okay. Same, okay. same here. It comes, comes out, out tomorrow. It comes out tomorrow, yeah. yeah. All right, Sammy. So what's what's the dealio? What is Malignant? It's the new James Wan film. No, I know, I know, I know but what does that mean? 
Malignant? Yes. Evil, right? Yeah, yeah it means like, a, yeah, like an evil, evil. Like malevolent? Uh, so is she, yeah. is, is somebody possessed? I think it's a haunted house film. Oh, it's a haunted house film. Yeah, I don't know, I, I don't I know kinda, that much about it. Same here. I kind of have been reserving judgment, but I know I listen. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of the composer Joseph Bashar, so I listen right. to the score, and the score is fucking insane. Well, I'm excited. To, I got way more excited to see the movie now. <laughs> like I think we saw the trailer when we went to yes, see Candyman. Yes, yes. And so, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't actually pay attention to the trailer because our buddy Nikki D was there, and he kept going, <laughs> "I can't do fucking, <laughs> I don't do possession movies." <laughs> Oh, I'm too scared. <laughs> Nikki D. <laughs> uh, so I was laughing during that whole whole trailer. <laughs> but but you know what though? Uh, my nephew again says the best. Uh, that you know why, Mike? I really love that trailer. Of malignant? Yes. Why? Because it didn't it didn't do what I'd have to say eight nine out of ten trailers do is basically show the best parts of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, which is. That's why I kind of shied away from watching trailers and stuff yeah, now. Is I, it seems I, like you see the whole plot of the movie right there. Right, I want to right. be surprised. But but in this one, they really did a magnificent well, job. It's that one continuous shot that has me really intrigued where she's running up the stairs and then she's on the second floor. I, it looks yeah. like that's one continuous shot. So it's it's obviously a set, but um, Juan has always had very good DPs. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, it looks cool. I, I'd have to say... Uh, I mean, I'll see anything that guy makes. I, I'd have oh, to yeah. say he's fantastic, number one. And that trailer, for some reason, reminded me of um, which Annabelle movie was the one where uh, the guy had a farm and creation had, and the little girls were in the room. Yeah. And the one had the little cripple things on her legs or on her leg, I think it was. That one. Forrest Gumpin? For Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one just that bothered the shit out of me. That movie, it was really well done. And with *Malignant*, it kind of re- re- reminded me because there's something about uh, a, a house that is so big. You know, you got the long staircase, and then you got a bunch of rooms with that with that panoramic view of uh, the long hallway. And did I say that right, panoramic? I mean, yeah. uh, you know, and a lot of rooms and the the, the old fashioned doors that open like that. You know. You know, magnificent, dude. Kind of like that scene in Conjuring, the first one with, yeah, uh, where yeah. it slammed where shut. Where it slammed yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. That, Cre- creation is the one with that little girl from, uh, I think her, the actress's name is Lulu something. She was also yes. in the Ouija. Yeah, the yes. Ouija. Yeah, yes. that was a good yeah, one. Uh, was, the second one. The second Ouija it, movie. Right. Was in the Ouija's, which I really liked. Origin of Evil, I think it was called. Yeah. Was she... She was in a couple... Of, I think she was in one more really good horror She was in that one with Kevin James. Where she, uh, Becky? It's like a home, yeah, Becky. Oh, Becky, yeah. Becky, that was good. Oh, my God. That was, now see, there you go. There you go. Now, Kevin James is just stamped with comedian on him, mm-hmm. and he made a brutal ass, uh, skinhead. Yeah, he was, he was good in that. Yeah. How the hell? I mean, I have to give him so many, so much more respect for playing some, a role like some that. Some guys can pull it off. Like, I just he saw, did. He I just saw a preview off. the other day with, uh, Jason Sudeikis, he's in this new, I wouldn't say a horror movie, but it's like a violent movie. Kind of almost reminded me of uh, Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. It's oh, like okay. it looks like something violent crime like that, but with Jason Sudeikis. He has been in a couple of serious uh, stuff like um, shit. I can't think of the name of it, but there was the movie with uh, is it Colossal with yeah. Anne Hathaway? Mm-hmm. That was a cool movie. Kind of he takes a serious turn in there. There's a little humor in that. Yeah, but it, that was a cool one. Yeah. But but you brought up a good point, Mikey. Nobody. 
magnificent film. You know why? Because he wasn't that uh, Seagal, Van Damme, I could take on 900 guys and not get a black eye or a busted lip or whatever. Oh, he took his licks. He got his ass handed to him. Right. Just like that, John Wick. On that bus scene? Oh, yeah. On that bus scene? Dude, come on. He I don't, got I don't, his I don't know if, ass kicked. if a lot of people recognized him, but uh, he was in, I want to say, one of the John Wick films, and he was also in Nobody. He used to be an actor on the Highlander series, uh, this British uh, martial arts guy. And now he's doing like stunt work and stuff on in, in these new films. Hmm. He looked yeah. a little, Damn. you know, older to be. Yeah, I for, like I can't recall the guy's name, but he's he was on the Highlander show. Because I only liked the original Highlander. I didn't like the series. The sequels are meh. Were they bad? Yeah, they weren't great. How does it go? There can be only one. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. talk about t- a weird actor that guy too. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you a great makeup job on the big guy from Pet Cemetery. Oh, Clancy Brown. Uh, he was the curry yeah, guy. Yeah, and Bad Boy, Bad Boys. He was in Bad Boys with Sean Penn. Yeah. He, he, when when they had those pins holding his head on to his <laughs> neck, that was that was creepy to, as hell. To what? <laughs> to what? To 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 what? Two youths. Two 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 youths. The two youths. <laughs> when he was with the two youths, you know, that's for you, Nikki D. All right, so getting into uh, Freddy versus Jason. Uh, chronologically, the film is set after the events of Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, and Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. But before Jason X, uh, taking place in autumn of 2003, two months after uh, Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday, which occurred in June 2013, and five years before Jason Voorhees was captured by the Crystal Lake Research Facility at the beginning of Jason X, which occurred in 2008. Remember, in the everything was taking place like in the future of those movies. Like they would be released yeah. in 1999, but it was actually you know 2000 in the movie for yeah, some reason. Yeah. They kept jumping ahead, like because they had to do Tommy Jarvis was aging by 10 years, oh, or right. T- remember Tina? She was eight, 1988 or whatever, and then it, she they jumped ahead 10 years after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you know, I gotta say this. Um, I I love sitting outside at night when it's cool, and I've got my fire pit going. Sammy, you know that, mm-hmm. and and uh, it comes to me when I, I love listening to our uh, our podcast outside, and I'm trying to you know gather other information to use in our future podcast. But uh, you know what? You know what I? You know what by came listening to, mind? to what you already said? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know why? No, let me finish. Let me finish. I know. I'm just playing. <laughs> with you. That was mean. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> but 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 it gave me this 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 thing like okay, Freddy Krueger. Let's take let's let's take three guys: Freddy Krueger, Jason, and uh, and uh, Chainsaw Massacre guy. Leatherface. Okay, Leatherface. Now, this supposedly happens in how many sequels? And you mean to tell me that nobody's called the FBI, nobody's called the police? They have like a thousand million guy or the army to f- to find this guy and kill him. They did do that in uh, Jason Goes to Hell, but realistically, I think that would be a great. Uh, storyline of uh, of uh, which I'm hoping they do with um, the new Halloween Kills, where my nephew said a lot more people get involved. Mm-hmm. So I did think of that, like, man, you know, all this is happening. Why don't they get like scientists, doctors, uh, the FBI? You know, like they did kind of like in Predator Two. What about mm-hmm. Three from Hell, where at the end they get all the the, the FBI to shoot him out, don't they? Right, right, okay. right. And 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 I think that would be a good storyline. And, and actually, Victor Crowley, they got the FBI. Right, in there, right. And 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 this came to me, 
this came to me and 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 I'm hoping and this was all related to my nephew because we're constantly uh between me him and Mikey sending texts uh Facebook stuff uh, uh posters of uh Halloween kills and I'm hoping it sounds like that's what's going to happen now you know it sounds like the whole town now okay we're sick and tired of this this has been going on for 30 years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know 30 fucking years with these movies you know and I know it's only a movie but I'm just saying as 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 a an imaginary writer that would be killer yeah it's like the town's dirty little secret is yeah. it's getting bigger and bigger and, yeah. and the whole town is about to do something to, you know about it Right. Yeah, and that's exactly what happens to Freddy Krueger um, in our, you know, our previous movies. Uh, which, by the way, in uh, Freddy vs. Jason, at the beginning, he's uh, now nearly powerless in hell as the adults of Springwood have gone to extremes to make sure that their children have forgotten all about him. Um, he gives a recap of his whole story about, you know, how he was a child killer. He was set free. Uh, the parents um, set fire to him. Um, he also comes back looking gnarly. I love his eyes in the mm-hmm. beginning of that's here. That's awesome. That's yeah, they're all white. They're bloodshot. Yeah, he gives, like I said, he gives a whole recap. Um, he, there's a whole bunch of scenes in the beginning, um, from the beginning of the film. Um, scenes taken from A Nightmare on Elm Street, A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, A Night Street uh, Dream Warriors, A Dream Master, Freddy's Dead. Um, the characters seen in the recap include uh, Freddy Krueger, uh, Nancy Thompson, um, Tina Gray, she gets killed uh, when, you know, that shit rips out of her. Uh, there's a dude in the bed there. Um, like Mike said, the worm eaten. Oh yeah, we got a bunch of great scenes from throughout the whole movie. Uh, Welcome to prime time, bitch. <laughs> Pulling the chick but through you, the movie. But you know what though, I gotta say, Ronnie Wu is such a magnificent filmmaker, but I feel like he really just rushed his film. Yeah, this one, a lot of it just seems like it's on fast forward. Freddie also says uh, at the end of the sequence, he goes, "They forgot about me." <laughs> ain't, ain't that a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> He's always got to get bitch in there. Half of his l- lines include bitch now. You know, you know, I never noticed that until you had told Mikey and I a couple of pa- podcasts ago when you said, "Yeah, now I love what he says, bitch." <laughs> I always that's always yeah around like I think it was like the third one he started calling everybody bitch like Dream Warriors. I, I mean, th- you know, for some reason you made and he made that that word bitch take over like fuck and. You know, kick, you know, poop. My, I mean, it, it, that, that's like such a uh, uh, mediocre swear word, but the way Freddie says it, it's brutal. The way, the way Freddie says it, it sounds like cunt. Yeah. <laughs> that's a word I didn't want to say. But anyway, yeah, I mean, he just he just says it so naturally, and it's just so demoralizing. Because <laughs> he uses it in ten different ways. Too. Yeah, I mean, he even calls dudes bitch. You bitch. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Freddy uses his last remaining powers to resurrect Jason Voorhees by disguising himself as a Crystal Lake counselor. Um, his first murder victim featured in this film is a camp counselor named Heather. Uh, although th- this is only an aspect of a dream that Jason Voorhees is having. This chick is smoking hot. Mm. This yeah. I've had plenty of dreams of her. <laughs> so, yeah, in the dream, she goes uh, skinny dipping, takes off. I'm, a, I'm just going to get naked and go for a swim. <laughs> <laughs> she hears uh, some weird sounds coming from the woods. Um, turns out it's Jason Voorhees. So uh, he chases her off into the woods, and uh, she eventually stumbles on Jason. And he stabs her with a machete. <laughs> nice. That's right. He impales her into a tree. So he sticks to the tree. But it turns out her face is all uh, morphing into different teenagers, uh, counselors throughout the years. Like, 
you should have done something, Jason. You should have, you, uh, you know, <laughs> you need to punish all of us. Shit like that. This is actually, I'm, I'm kind of confused. This is supposed to be like Freddy Krueger, right? Yes. In this scene? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is Freddy playing all the, yeah. you know, different. Uh, but I, you know what? Again. He should look like that all the time because that chick was smoking. <laughs> yeah. Because, man, I dreamt that I had a snake wearing a leather jacket. Oh, wait a minute. Never mind. A snake wearing a leather jacket. <laughs> Where do you come up with this shit? <laughs> I gotta say, I stole that line from Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> God damn. Well, uh, Freddy then appears to Jason in the form of his mother to manipulate him into killing the teens of Springwood to create fear, allowing Freddy to regain his strength as the adults will assume he has returned. Um, this lady, um, that, by the way, that plays uh, Freddy, I'm sorry, Jason Voorhees' mom, he plays Pamela Voorhees, is um, also, she was in Savage Streets with Linda Blair. What? Yeah. Who is she, who is she in that? Um, I forget her, exa- her character's name in the movie, but she's I know one of she her had friends? a friends? Yeah, she had a little part in there. Yeah, no she's shit. one of the friends. Wow. You gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Because let me tell you something, the lady that played, uh, I think Paula, was Paula, she the Latino one? Paula Shaw, I think is her name. Okay. Or no, I'm sorry, that might be from the next movie. Damn, that's two podcasts in a row. You know, again, <laughs> just the guy in the middle row, turn off your phone. <laughs> God damn you, telemarketers. These fucking oh. spam calls. Mike is the uh, Mike is the, the row behind us when we were trying to watch Candyman. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? To, yeah. Need... yeah, I'm watching this stupid movie. You should see these assholes sitting in front of me here. You should pick up. You need to pick up and go, uh, these chicken nachos fucking great. <laughs> you know what, Sammy, on the big screen, next time we start, you're going to have to have that commercial. Please turn off and mute your phones. No talking. <laughs> Mike's rubbing his head. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> okay. Anyway, is anybody bothered by this lady who played Pamela Voorhees? And and the, she and did a Kruger. great job. Yeah, is she is she freaking as scary as Freddy? She did a great Dude. job. <laughs> kill for Jake. Kill for mother, Jason. Look at her. Look at her. She looks like the mom of the mongoloid couple <laughs> that, 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 that lives <laughs> in the forest over there. Which 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 uh, Friday Thirteenth was oh, that? Part five. Yeah, part five. Look kill at that. Look at her because her because her eyebrows get crazy. <laughs> that's Dumb why. Dumb dildo. <laughs> Eat your fucking slut. <laughs> I mean, when she morphs back into Freddy Krueger, man, I didn't see much of a change. <laughs> well, um, they actually asked um, Betsy Palmer to reprise her role in this, and she was like, what? For what fucking line? Like, she thought yeah. it was stupid. Yeah. She gives a thing of Crystal Lake memories where she's like, oh, what do you want me to say? Jason, you need to kill those people. That's what she sounds like. <laughs> she does the whole mocking thing about it. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, though? As a horror fan, I, I think that was a slap in the face to us because it would have been so iconic if she came back after all these years and just did this yeah. five second part, because I guarantee yeah, that she, in, in she, our in our genre, would, she would, would still would, be a queen. According would, to her, they didn't want to; they wouldn't pay her any money, which I refuse to believe. Like they wouldn't give her something. Like they said, they wanted her to do it for free, and that's why I she. I don't think anyone down. would even recognize her. Like she's so many years removed from uh, part one. Like, well, I don't know. Serious horror heads, I think, like us. Serious though. guys like yeah. us, yeah. Yeah, and, and you can't tell me you can't see at the end. Hey, was that really her? And then you find out, oh, it was her. Mm. You, come on, man. I, I I agree with my nephew. That was bullshit. You, you know what? You know what? As 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 a horror fan, and I'm I'm gonna be 61 this October. I wouldn't even care if they didn't pay me shit. As long as they paid my airline ticket or whatever and fed me, uh, I would have been happy to. I would have been more than happy to play that role, man. Yeah. yeah, sometimes maybe you think, I mean, yeah, obviously you want to get paid, but obviously yeah. sometimes isn't it like, oh, you'll live yeah. forever in this fucking awesome movie now? Yeah. I mean, sometimes there's more important things to me than money. And this would be one of them because since a little, little kid, I've loved horror films. And by this time, I'm sure she's got enough to satisfy her. If not, 
go go sit on your ass somewhere and watch a mongoloid movie, uh, dumbass. Betsy <laughs> Palmer, rest in peace. <laughs> so um, yeah, with that, uh, with Freddie um, giving Jason Voorhees the power to go out, Jason's corpse is revived, and he's once again stalks as an immortal revenant. We see him, yeah, wake, revived, and you know, walking in the. He's going from New Jersey to Ohio, Springwood, Ohio, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got a long walk ahead of him. <laughs> but I dig always every episode of Friday Thirteenth. He there's always that one bad eye. I yeah. really like that. I really, really like that. Because he keeps getting stabbed in that repeatedly. Like, uh, and what is it? Jason takes Manhattan. She stabs him with the thing. Yeah. Fucking... Well, well, look at a Jason X man. The chick actually took his eyeball out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then after that, we pick up on Elm Street in Nancy's old house, now owned by Lori Campbell, who uh, lives there with her widowed father, Doctor Campbell. Um, yes, and Lori, uh, by the way, played by Monica Kina. Mm, Hello. I know you guys like that, right? Hello. She was on this great series on Fox in 2001 called Undeclared. It was a Judd Apatow show. And, yeah, she's she's awesome. She's gorgeous. She's also been in um, – she had a little bit part in Devil's Advocate. Mm-hmm. Remember that movie with Al Pacino, oh, yeah. Keanu Reeves? She Never had seen a, it. Oh, awesome was movie. It, was it a good movie? Yeah, yeah. Al Pacino plays the devil. Uh, she was also on uh, Entourage. She was also in uh, the Night of the Demons remake. That was yeah. that actually wasn't that bad. I liked it. Yeah, that one was cool. I seen the original, but I never seen the new one. When when was it? When did the new one come out, Mikey? Ten years ago, maybe. Yeah, I think two thousand nine. Okay, it was out. It also had uh, was it Molly Shannon in it? I don't recall Molly Shannon. I know. Or uh, no, not Molly Shannon Elizabeth. Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. There was also uh, Edward Furlong. He got real fat for that one. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, I heard. I mean, not that Looked I Looked like he had a few demons in him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not that I watch uh, TMZ, but I heard that they were dating Monica Kina and Edward Furlong, and he beat the shit out of her. Wow. Son of a bitch. Not cool. You well, know what? I saw well, him at a fuck con- your fat ass. Right, thing. yeah. <laughs> a, you know what, Edward Furlong? You could join the club. Suck your own dick. <laughs> well, I got him at a convention once, and we were, I think it was Flashback Weekend. Ed- Edward Furlong? Yeah, and he's, uh, I'm in the bathroom doing my thing and then he comes in and he's asking like a lady who's mopping up the floor like have you seen his sunglasses but the way he asked it was so lame but i remember i washed my hands i look at him and i'm giving him like the the fucking death stare and i remember he like he put his head down and he turned around and walked out and like as he's walking out i'm like maybe a few steps behind him and i just felt like fucking with him he's talking to some Might guy a flat tire yeah. <laughs> he's talking to some guy and he keeps turning around looking at me to see like if I'm gonna like do something to him because I'm just giving him the fucking stink eye the whole time. Because god damn it, I met Monica Keaton once. I think it was at Days of the Dead or Flashback, and she was awesome to me. She was she was beautiful, and he fucking put his hands on her. You piece of shit, fucking junkie. Yeah, she seems like real fun and uh, like crystal like memories. Maybe like a little bit ditzy, but like yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, Mikey. What did the Buffalo Wild Wings get to you today, buddy? The B Dubs. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're, you're a little so Corey Feldman angry there. <laughs> Corey Feldman anger? Does Corey Feldman get angry? Had a little bit. No, of I do. Uh, you I get hate, angry at Corey Feldman. I hate that motherfucker. Get some of that hot sauce in him. Get some of that hot sauce. He's oh, all riled yeah. up. Like get a little get a little Ted White in him and say, "Listen, sure, you're, 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 listen, uh, listen, Mike gets that hot sauce in him. He turns into a little devil now. I'm telling you, man. You got to watch Mike. He's slippery, boy." <laughs> 
All right. Well, I'm um, getting back to the movie. Uh, Lori has a sleepover with her friends and uh, Destiny's Kia and the alcoholic Gib. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, um, Catherine Isabel, her character in this movie is always wearing a red hat. Um, that's a reference to Carrie in, from 1976, where oh, PJ Souls' character PJ Souls. always wore, wore a red baseball cap. So it's kind of a homage to that. Love PJ Souls. Yeah, Sal, I know you love you some Catherine Isabel. There you go, buddy. <laughs> wow. How you like that? Uh, again, that dream with the snake wearing a leather jacket <laughs> so uh ah! Catherine isabel kind of had a little bit of bad blood about this film after the fact since there was a an onset fight between her and director ronnie Yu. uh Catherine had signed on to the film the promise that she would not have to do nude scenes but during the shoot you went back on his promise and repeatedly tried to pressure her to get naked take your sh- just take a get naked for us come on get naked mm-hmm. come on Catherine. <laughs> so uh they eventually settled on using a body double for that shot because they do show a a naked uh her character is naked but it's not her in this movie oh so it's not her naked it's not her naked okay oh. i gotta say i gotta say an american mary mm-hmm. and um oh she was uh, on hannibal i didn't know she was on and uh, uh oh yeah she was what's, great on what's, hannibal. what's the what's the uh kane wwe movies um see no evil see no evil an american mary and see no evil 2 she looked magnificent. She's the only, I'm sorry, she's one of the very few actresses that I've seen in horror or any other kind of film that looks magnificent even with her clothes on. Uh, supposedly, you know, and, and, and no, no, let me finish. No, 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 wait, let me finish. You know, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, you know, when she, you know, when she's got the sleazy clothes on, she looks better with her clothes on than off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Are you catching my so, drift? No, she's, she's. No, I'm talking about when she's got like the, you know, like in, like an American Mary. She wasn't naked, but she did have those little outfits. Mm. She looked magn. I mean, I, dude, I had, I had, I had to salute the flag in both those movies. Let me tell you, <laughs> I really did because in American Mary and 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 Seen Evil Two, when she was in the graveyard, I'm sorry, when she was in the morgue and and uh, did her boyfriend on top of uh, Kane from WWE. I have to admit, man, I, I, I had to change my pants. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all got a little moist. Yeah, but American Mary is a great movie. Check that one out if you have it. it. Is. is that the Saska so, Twins? Saska or? Yeah, the Saska yeah. Twins, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, I, and they were actually in uh, American Mary. They played the twins that switched their arms. Yeah, oh, so yeah, yeah. yeah. going to get yeah. surgery. Yeah. Yeah. I had the pleasure of meeting uh, Catherine Isabel and, and uh, Emily Perkins from Ginger Snaps. I think it was the very last Fangoria convention that came to Chicago. They were there, and... Uh, I remember I, I went up to her. I said, oh, nice to meet you, Catherine. She's like, call me Katie. <laughs> call me Katie. So she kind of ginger snapped on you. Yeah. <laughs> no, that maybe that might Mike had an in. He's like, hey. oh, yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> you could have been American Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, the girls are later joined by Trey Gibbs emotionally a boy. A abusive boyfriend and his friend Blake, who tries to get a shot at the title with our final mm-hmm. goal, Lori, but he has no game. What is he drinking there? Canyon? What? I'm not sure exactly. Canyon? Yeah, Canyon beers. What okay. the fuck Something is like a Canyon beer? I don't know. So uh, after Trey repeatedly stabs Gibbs with his meat machete, Jason enters the house and murders Trey by repeatedly stabbing him with a real machete. <laughs> <laughs> he then folds the bed in half with Trey still in it. This is a this is a pretty brutal kill in this movie. See, yeah. that would that would be me. I, I would stab you a bunch of times. Close that bet on you. But the only thing about bad about this scene <laughs> is if I was Jason, I would have gone in that shower with Catherine Isabel and got my freak on. I don't care. I'm a mongoloid. I could do what I want. He already got his freak on. With Catherine? Uh, Catherine uh, Are you Isabel? talking about Jason? I'm talking about Jason. Oh. 
Man, oh, I take that. Care. I take that big. This is the post-sex scene. Yeah, dude, dude, come on. You got a naked girl in the shower, and you got this dumbass folded like a taco. You ain't gonna go in there and try, try, try to take a shot at the title. So this, uh, I've never seen anybody Jesus. officially talk about this, but this is almost a little bit reminiscent of uh, member uh, Sheriff Garris and Jason Lives. Yeah, he gets bent, uh, bent backwards. Right. Yeah, his, his back broken. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. So afterwards, uh, yeah, Catherine Isabel, she's taking a shower. Like an idiot, she steps in a pool of blood and still opens the door to find out what's happening on the other side. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> She's all good, though. She just uh, discovers a dead body and runs out of the house. I'm just too busy nosing the towel. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> meow. <laughs> no, that's meow. There you go. <laughs> but I got to admit, the little kid with the no eyes. <laughs> yeah. So later, uh, the, the police arrive and suspect Freddy uh, to be the killer of um, Blake. I'm sorry, not Blake. Um, yeah, the Trey, I think his name was. Uh, one of them mentions Freddy's <laughs> name while Lori and Blake both hear the name. And at the police station, Lori falls asleep and is stalked by Freddy and the eyeless children who taught her. Mike, you know what I said? That is a tight shirt. Mike, you know what I did? That little girl with no eyes. You see what I'm talking about? But or here's looking at you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the uh, the deputy in this movie, by the way, is played by Lachlan oh, Monroe God, from uh, Scary Movie. You know him? He's the guy with the little dick, the baby dick. <laughs> wait a <laughs> he, minute. Wait a minute. This. How do you know this Jeez. guy's got a baby dick? That was in Scary Movie. They gave him the picture. He had a baby dick. Remember? I was just gonna exactly. say, Dead Man on Campus. He was also yeah, in this movie, Dead Man on Campus. One of my favorite like '90s comedies. Just yeah. how fucking stupid it Night, is. Night at the Roxbury. Yeah. Have you seen this though? No, no, I haven't. But I do know uh, he's very good friends with Kevin James. Yeah. Him and Kevin James hang. Out, and and I, I I don't know if they did a movie together, but or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Not. Uh, I think he was with Eddie Murphy. Wasn't he in a couple of movies with Eddie Murphy? Um, Maybe he's in some bad ones. He's been, yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, but I know. He, I know he was in Little Man with the with the Wayne Brothers. <laughs> yeah, he was in Little yeah, Man. Was, yeah, but I think he was with Kevin James and something and Eddie Murphy. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, Dead Man on Campus. If anybody doesn't know, you should check it out. It's uh, basically about a, like these two dudes who find out that if you have a roommate and he commits suicide, that you get straight A's for the year. <laughs> so they decide to find a guy that's like crazy enough to kill himself. And one of these guys is Cliff here. He's got uh, yeah. There's some great parts in this movie where he's like, he's got that uh, like his rap that he does. He's like, my name is Cliff, brother of Joe. I got me some crack. I want me some hoes. Let me, Let me hear you say, say yeah. 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 <laughs> Let me hear you say yeah. There's also a part in the movie yeah, where he lights, uh, he goes to uh, give Allison Hannigan a bong hit, and he ends up lighting her hair on fire, and he goes, to, <laughs> he pulls out, he tries to piss on her head and put it out. <laughs> so, yeah, def- check out Dead Men on Campus. A little side tangent there. Nice. Nice. Oh, God. This yeah, guy. but Blake has a fight with his dad, Alex Jones. No, I'm just kidding. It's not really Alex Jones, but it does look like him. Actually, uh, it was an actor named Brent Chapman. Who, um, along with uh, Kyle Labine, who is the stoner Freeberg in this movie, they also appear in Halloween Resurrection, making them the first actors to appear in both a Freddy, Jason, and a Michael Myers film. Kind so, of an interesting so Mikey, thing. the guy with the hat. Yeah. What's the story on him? So that's the actor Tyler Labine's brother, Kyle Labine, and if you watch him in this movie, he's just totally ripping off Jason Mewes' character from Clerks as Jay. Like, he talks like him, he walks like him, all his mannerisms. It's a ripoff of Jason Mewes. Okay, because I thought, and I always get everything wrong, you know that, I thought he was ripping off the guy from um, uh, Silent Bob. 
That's what I'm saying. Jason yeah. Mewes. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't watch Clerks. Yeah, I, I didn't yes, know. Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So that's his brother in real life? Tyler Labine's brother. Tyler Labine's brother. Tyler okay. Labine is like um, the guy with, uh, he has been in like Tucker, Tucker and, Tucker and, Dale, and versus Dale versus Evil. Evil. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's okay. been in a My ton of movies. to watch that, but, but uh, I haven't watched it yet. I'm sorry. Ash versus Evil, he told me to watch. I'm sorry. Damn, I'm getting old, man. Where's my pills? <laughs> well, Blake has a nightmare and is almost killed by Freddy, who is not yet powerful enough to resurrect the living. Um, by the way, in the, be- in the beginning of this scene, there's a goat that's uh, seen in the beginning of the nightmare sequence. That's a reference to Tina's nightmare involving a goat and a nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. Um, kind of a throwback to that. Throwback. Yeah, but isn't yeah. the goat uh, um, kind of like more like the... Uh, uh, the devil worship, worshiping stuff, because there's been many movies, a lot of a movies Baphomet? I've watched, uh, like like um, uh, oh, what was that movie where she was going to hell? Um, uh, I can't think of it. Uh, Goat Boy, me, no, 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 no. drag me to hell, goats. drag me to hell, drag me to hell. Oh, yeah. They had that where and and uh, yeah, same kind of goat. Yeah, the, the the goats they're supposed to sacrifice the goats. That's what I meant, the sacrificial goat. Mm. And my daughter-in-law uh, brought up a hell of a point. They had, goats have the most disturbing eyes because don't they're they're they're, they're going uh, horizontal. The I think the, so. Yeah, that that just bothers me. Does that bother you, Sammy? No, not really. That's just how they are. <laughs> I don't know. All right, then what am I talking about? I'm gonna go pet a goat. You, you ever tried goat? <laughs> have you ever tried goat yoga? You mean with the goat on your back? Yeah. No, but I tried goat cheese. Oh, goat cheese is delicious. delicious. Yeah. No, but I but a saganaki. <laughs> I've eaten goat. I've had cabeza soup, goat's head soup. Delicious. Ooh. I wanna, Not brain, but goat's head soup. I want to pull their little beards and give them the stooges. Is that, is that wrong? <laughs> oh, little billy goat. <laughs> Come here, chowderhead. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Come here, you big dildo. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Blake awakens to find his father killed by Jason. Uh, he's decapitated. His head just kind of slinks and falls off. This is kind of like a, a Vincent Price uh, moment. And uh, what was that? I forget the movie. It was a, a, ba- a theater of blood or something where he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he keeps finding his wives with their head cuts off. <laughs> I just watched it like a couple of weeks ago yeah. with Vincent Price. Yeah, so um, then uh, – Blake is killed by Jason. Uh, just They cut to a shot of the window, and there's a splatter of blood all over it. So the police call a murder and suicide the following day, and hoping to conceal Freddy's return from the rest of the town. They kind of cover that all up. Uh, so Lori's father, we also find out, has been giving her Hypnosil from, uh, you remember Hypnosil from uh, Dream Warriors, I think it was? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they start I forgot taking about that, that. They start taking that to suppress their dreams. Yeah. Now the guy in Back of the Dead, he's from the uh, remake of The Fly Two. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, yeah. It kept me in to look up what that guy was from. And yeah, it, and he also me. did this um, horrible movie with Jennifer Tilly in the early '80s. I'm sorry, the mid '80s. Uh, oh, it was about driving school. I can't remember the name of it. I want to say that's him. I could be wrong though. <laughs> I don't know, but it's probably called Driving School. <laughs> 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 they weren't very creative. <laughs> Jay I'm sorry, that brought a noise the crap out of me. You don't like her voice? I, 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 you know, you know, I do my thing with her, but, but that's about it. Then I tell her to shut up and go get me a hamburger. <laughs> wow. I think you would get killed by Jason being this misogynist. <laughs> 
So, uh, well, also from Dream Warriors Part 3, we have uh, Weston Hills Psychiatric Hospital. It's the fictional psychiatric hospital that officially specialized in the study of dreams, dream suppression, and their effect on the person. Um, in Dream Warriors, which was in 1987, that movie came out. Um, this is also Freddy's birthplace. And uh, by the time of Freddy vs. Jason, the hospital is testing and studying the prevention of dreams, specifically nightmares, on a new crop of kids. That's uh, Lori's ex-boyfriend, Will Rollins, and his friend, Mark Davis, who are fortunately, forcefully institutionalized at Weston Hills. Um, with others, they're made to take the hypnosil that suppresses their dreams because of their previous contact with Freddy. Yeah, that guy's a Canadian actor. He's been in a billion things. Yeah, when, uh, Mark you're talking about here. Yeah. yeah. I forget his actual, uh, the actor's actual name, but the other guy, uh, Will, is played by Jason Ritter, like we said, Jason Ritter's son. Um, a news report about Springwood killings prompts them to escape and return to the town and warn Lori about Freddy. Um, so, by the way, on the TV there, uh, the letters of the news station shown on the television in the hospital are KRGR, Kruger. a reference to Freddy Krueger. It's also the name of the radio station that Glenn, who was played by Johnny Depp, was listening to right before he died in A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original oh, one. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, so this is this, <laughs> like weird little, there's a ton of little Easter eggs like this in this movie that are fun. If you, you know, you're familiar with all the other movies. That's cool. Shut the front door. Yeah. So... After Lori tells Kia and Gib about her nightmare, uh, Mark shows up and tells Lori and all the other students at the school about Freddy. Um, and Will comes and tells Mark to stop scaring Lori. Lori, who is shocked from seeing Will, passes out and is taken to the school nurse's office. And um, by the way, Mark in this is uh, kind of like a mini prophet of doom. What do you think? Uh, prophet of doom. He's like, don't say Freddy's name. He's got a death <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, big I, need drink, I need a drink, DUI. <laughs> and you got a, a pump for my black tire. <laughs> You're all doomed. Doomed. So, um, all right. Well, after that, uh, Destiny's nose job waits for Lori to be released while flipping through a magazine, considering uh, getting some plastic surgery. Uh, she dozes off, allowing Freddy to access her mind. And in the dream... An image from the magazine morphs into Freddy and his clawed hand extends from the page, snaring her <laughs> nostrils off, tearing through and greatly mutilating her while quipping, got your nose! <laughs> and that's, uh, that's when she wakes up and throws the magazine across the floor. <laughs> There's also a funny sign like that was uh, in the back before there that says uh, the, the nurse can't help you. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> I see that. So um, after the boys leave the school, Mark tells Will that Springwood covered up Freddy's existence and that everyone who made contact with him was locked up in Weston Hills. That's why they were all having to take the hypnosil. Um, so no one else could get hurt or killed. And at night, Mark realizes that he screwed up the town's plans by spreading enough fear about Freddy at school. So now all the kids know about him. So that night, Lori and the others attend a rave in the cornfield. <laughs> After Gib passes out drunk, Freddy tries to kill her in a nightmare, but Jason kills her first in the real world, angering Freddy. When she's in there, drunk, and obviously she's knocked out, so she's dreaming now, and then and then Jason comes in, that was a great, great just mix into one into the other. I thought that was a fantastic job. Yeah. Uh, Jason also <laughs> simultaneously impales a rapist raver. While she's passed out, this raver uh, just comes up and starts making out with her, also, even though she's passed out. So, by the way, Jason skewering Gib in, and the raver in a double kill is actually a reference to Friday the 13th Part 2, where he does the same thing to, uh, remember Jeff and Sandra there? Oh, the kill we were talking about from Bay of Blood? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a kind of a reference to that right there. Okay. Kind of another homage. I just remember, like, be- before she gets killed, like, uh, it's the ghost of her dead boyfriend. And, like, wh- why she's out drinking with friends after, like, he just got killed is kind of a mystery to me. But she's, he's like, he calls her, like, a bitch or something. He's like, come on over here, you beds. And she's kind of drunk. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's right. By the way, I forgot. That's another reference to uh, that was the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Remember when uh, the girl is all wrapped up in the thing in the school? Yes. Uh, yeah, the dead body coming over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about the fat guy getting high. Man, this Everclear is kicking my ass. <laughs> well, there he is. Here you go, right here. That's uh, yeah. After uh, so, uh, Jason shows up after um, after Gibb is killed. Jason shows up and at the at the rave that is, and uh, he comes upon uh, these two guys. One of them's drinking Everclear. They're both getting high. Um, after uh, Jason just twists this guy's head like almost off of his body, the other guy gets mad and uh, douses him with the Everclear. So uh, yeah, it lights him on fire, and Jason runs through the cornfield, igniting every fucking thing in the process. He also kills like seven, eight people in the scene. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> I would love to be able to do that. After some fat ass threw some shit on me and lit me on fire and called me a what did he call him? I don't know. You fucking moron! No, you. I think he called him a pig fucker or something. <laughs> a pig? Oh yeah, he's like. Didn't he call why, him a pig don't, why don't you go find a pig to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that guy, he's kind of oh, it's like maybe that's a throwback to Edna. <laughs> <laughs> you pig fuckers! I got a bomb. I'll fucking blow everybody to fuck. <laughs> I mean, I mean, why pick on mongoloids, man? Mongoloids aren't all pig fuckers. Are they, Mike? Why are you asking me? <laughs> like, I have knowledge on this. Well, ask Mike. He knows everything about pig fucking. What? Did you go to Mike, Mongoloid school? You know what, though? I would have been worried if Mike was like, no, I actually. I did. It's called Brother ex- Rice High School in the south side of Chicago. Ha! How scared would you be, though, if Mike was like, no, actually, only about 31% of Mongoloids uh, <laughs> right. end up fucking pigs. I'm going to give you, like, a, a scientific answer. But, you know. So, uh, by the way, um, the, the massacre at the rave party in the cornfields is similar to the massacre at the pool party in A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. This is fucking awesome. I love this scene in this movie. Freddy's just terrorizing everybody. Yeah. It's a yeah. little out of place, but it, it's, it kind of comes out of nowhere, but it's fucking awesome. Like the one guy's, like, trying to calm him down, and he slashes his chest. Hey, right. Don't worry, man. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be okay. He's like, I'm a fucking dream demon. Yeah. <laughs> but it was cool so, yeah. because... Like I said, all the little parts that people don't watch. Look at the water. The water is bubbling and, mm-hmm. you know, electrical fences and blah, but blah, the, blah. But when, awesome the, when the father comes out, the, the shower, the flames are in front of Freddy's face. Yeah. It's awesome. Okay, for some reason, when he popped on the ground like that, that bothered me too. You're all my children yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Yeah, definitely uh, Freddy's Revenge is fucking awesome. I love some of the, the sequences in this. When he, when he first jumps out of the water onto the like the, the the concrete yeah i was wondering like where he comes out of is there like a grate or something that he's in there no he just well no he just comes right out of the water yeah yeah pops up. oh no he doesn't come out of the water he but, looks, but, but maybe mikey, that's like the hot tub that he comes mikey, out did, of next did you to the see, pool did you see the scene where everybody's panicking look and it breaks <laughs> that kid's neck they're stepping, <laughs> on, <laughs> you know, stepping on him but you, you know what that's why uh, i remember a lot of concerts i went to man a lot of people got hurt trying to you know squeeze in and see the bands too close oh yeah man you can get fucked up in a concert man get trampled underfoot yeah Hell yeah, lots of fire in those scenes. So uh, w- Will, Lori, and Kia escape the rave with the school nerd Charlie and uh, stoner Bill. That's uh, Kyle Levine. I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, Kyle Levine. I like when he said, that, that goalie was really pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> so um, after they leave the rave and take the others home, Will tells Lori the truth about her father, Dr. Campbell, 
who was uh, responsible for having Will and Mark committed to Weston Hills. Um, they say that he killed their mother, or so he thinks. Um, at first, Lori doesn't believe him about it. It looks like her, uh, yeah, her father killed her mother, covered it up. So not only is, like, her shirt super tight on her, but it's also wet, like, and she's very well endowed. How can you not watch this and, I'm sorry, not sexualize her? Like, I mean, it's just so out there. You at mean the, like, at you the mean, end of the movie, they do very much. You mean, oh, yeah. You mean, like, touch your pee-pee? <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody recognize this redhead in the tub? Um, no. Uh, what's this actor's name? Zach something? The bully from the Christmas story. Come on, no Ralphie, cry! You know, that's, that's fucking awesome. asshole. That's him? That's him. So, uh, yeah, Mike's talking about the scene Zach where... Zach Ward? Uh, Zach Ward. Yeah. That wow, I didn't him. know that. That's him. Wow. That's him. Are you yeah. serious? Yep. You know what's funny about the a Christmas story is I watched that, like, growing up. They always had that on, like, you know, the station, TNT or whatever, like, looping throughout oh, yeah. 24 hours or whatever. Yep. I had always thought that was that was a movie, like, from the 50s or 60s. <laughs> it just looked that way. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't until I, – I'm no joke, I was probably, like, 28 when I realized it was, like, fucking made in ni- the 80s. I was like, yeah, what? It might have been 80. <laughs> might have been, yeah, 1980. Yeah, real it's early. It's scary because he's just as ugly as an adult as he was a little yeah. kid. Damn. Come on, yeah. Ralphie, cry. <laughs> so we're talking, by the way, about the scene where uh, Will and Lori head to Mark's house only to see Mark get killed by Freddy. Um, and that's his, uh, Freddy appears to him as, like you said, um, what was the actor's name? Zach Ward. Zach Ward, yeah. He appears to him. Zach Ward is uh, Mark's brother who killed himself in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. That burn that burn scene right here where, mm-hmm. where it's Freddy's back. Oh, man. Yeah, because that's his that's whole scene brutal. is uh, Freddy is going to keep him alive to spread more fear throughout the town. But Mark won't do it. He refuses. So uh, Freddy just makes a message of him anyways. He kills him. And I don't know what exactly he does. With his back. Does he burn his back with that? It says Freddy's back. Yeah, he yeah. burns yeah. his back. Yeah. That was brutal. Remember when Ralphie beat the fucking shit out of that bully? Yeah. <laughs> freaking, 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 freaking. Ralphie, your mother's coming. Freaking, freaking, freaking. No, you oh, know what shit. really made that movie? What really? I'm sorry. What really made that part is when he blamed it on the other kid, and you hear his mom talking, and all you hear is, "Mom, how did you do?" <laughs> Where did you hear that? Schwartz. <laughs> oh, mom, don't hurt me. When, when, the, when I heard that kid getting his ass kicked out oh, yeah. over the phone, that was almost well, as good. Uh, she, she she tells her she's like, "Do you know what my son said?" And then she whispers, and she's and she's like, "Do you know where he heard it?" Probably his father. She goes, no, he heard it from your son. <laughs> what? What? No, mom, don't do it. Oh. Got his ass beat. Poor that, Schwartz. That was, that was more funny than actually seeing him get his ass yeah, kicked. Was being over the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Sal always laugh about little kids getting their ass kicked for some reason. Like, uh, there's a movie called Mikey, I think we talked oh about. My- little kid. In the beginning of the movie, he's lighting a fire in the attic, and the mom comes up and goes, what are you doing? And he's like, <laughs> slaps him right in the face, and that makes us laugh so hard. For so <laughs> Only because of the look he gives afterwards, Mike. He looks like, you know what? damn, man, what the fuck? <laughs> Child abuse is not funny, but if you're a, a little kid who's later going to murder, like, your entire fucking family. That's funny. <laughs> one of them with a baseball bat. The other one, uh, he drowns. The other one, he throws a, uh, a curling iron into the fucking <laughs> bathtub. Remember, remember the good son with uh, Macaulay? Yeah. That one was cool. No, but yeah, but Mikey, you can't compare that to Mikey. Mikey, <laughs> Mikey was the worst. Man, I watched that movie mm-hmm. with the little kid from Family Ties, the little brother. I watched that movie and was crying, laughing. I gotta watch it. And it was it again. so brutal. And I had text Sammy so quick on this. I go, Sammy, and I think I sent him a video. That movie was. <laughs> <laughs> it 
All right. Well, uh, Deputy Scott Stubbs, like we said, played by Lachlan Monroe, uh, believing that Jason is a copycat, makes contact with Lori and her friends who deduce Freddy's plan. Um, turns out that, uh, yeah, even the uh, the sheriffs are still wanting to cover it up, even though uh, Stubbs is trying to stop Freddy. All right. Well, learning about Hypnosil, uh, Lori falls asleep and Freddy terrorizes her. Uh, she rips her ear off. I'm sorry. She rips his ear off, bringing it back into the waking reality where it turns into maggots. And this is where she kind of gets uh, kind of like the dream warrior. This is where we get a uh, like, uh, you know, in the plot, a uh, combination of like dream warriors in there. She After she rips his ear off, she finds out that she can pull things back and forth from. Who, that, that, uh, was, that was awesome. Who like is this that. actor? Chris something. He's been in a couple of things. Um, oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, he was the in name uh, escapes me. Just Friends. He was in um, yeah, Alpha the brother. Dog. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Which, which guy's that? This guy right here. Mm-hmm. The the nerd in this movie. Oh, the nerdy guy. Yeah. yeah. Trying to think. Oh, he was in. Uh, you ever see Girl Next Door? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was in that one. Yeah, the film, the film guy in that. Which, right. Which, the, the 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 one the, with the the one where they were beating the crap out of her. Girl uh, like? No, no, no. The girl next door with uh, Jennifer Lopez. Alicia. What the fuck was her name? Uh, mm, and then the other guy. Yeah, she uh, was in House Emil of Hirsch. Wax. Emil Hirsch. Emil Hirsch. And oh, okay. uh, Alicia. What something Beth? I can't. Remember I can't remember her name. name. Damn it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, but it escapes me. Uh, Cuthbert. Chris, is it Chris Markland? Ali- Alicia Cuthbert. Yeah. Right. She her. was in uh, House of Wax too. Right. I like House of Wax. It was actually pretty good. Is that the one with Paris? Yeah. 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 It, was hard. it kind of had a whole slew of these movies, you know, and the weird remakes. I mean, yeah. you know, when you hear Paris Hilton, you're thinking, oh, God, I'm not even going to turn on. But actually, it, it, it wasn't a bad movie. It I was mean, nice I to watch her get killed. <laughs> when the do- oh, when Jason busts the door and squashes guy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, later on, the the whole crew uh, tries to steal Hypnosil from Weston Hills. However, Freddy possesses Freeberg, using him to dispose of the medicine. Um, there was also a guard kill right there. Um, for, like I said, oh, Freddy God. possesses Freeberg, uh, using him to dispose of the medicine. In doing so, he kind of turns into a caterpillar with what Freddy's face. That? This is bad, dude. Yeah. yeah. This is why I don't like this movie. Because it'll worm? I don't like how they do this stuff to stoners. Stupid stoners get CGI. typecast in these kind of movies in stupid ways, you know? Uh, the stupid CGI. Like, yeah. He's like, he's like, what was that character from Alice in Wonderland? With the, uh, That's exactly what it is, yeah. The caterpillar, right? Yeah, the caterpillar. I forget what it is. Yeah, but they made it like, it just doesn't fit in. It's, it's too goofy right here. Beyond dumb. That's that's why I said it, man. I'm, I'm so shocked uh, Ronnie Wood, you know. But you know what? This is uh, this is not that out of place because if you remember uh, Nightmare on Elm Street two, Freddy's Revenge, they had those uh, the Rottweiler dogs. They kind of have like like herpes infested faces on them. Yeah. Have you seen those? Before? Yeah, but that was you know what though. I didn't see that coming, and that was so disturbing. Even though those masks were so cheesy, it, it worked. It, it was worked back then. <laughs> it did, man. Who I don't know who yeah who the special effects coordinator on that was but that's pretty fucked up yeah <laughs> do you think it was, they had to be real dogs with just uh, things on their heads right yeah yeah I wonder what they got paid <laughs> the dogs probably, got scale yeah. right? probably treats <laughs> so then Jason kills death, uh, Stubbs with electricity this is awesome he's uh, as Jason uh, is getting electrocuted he grabs Stubbs and then he throws him into this uh, this council while he's electrocuted his face is all bubbling and shit. <laughs> Fucking awesome. You know what's coming. Right, oh, right through the window. There's got to be one with the window. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, I'm, t- I'm going to say it till I'm dead. He loves strong guys through windows. This reminds me of a song I used to sing around the campfire in the Cub Scouts. The window, the window, the second story window. 
High, low, low, high, throw them out the window. Don't you remember that one, Sal? Nope. I, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Were you a Cub Scout? You weren't a Cub Scout? Only when I ate my first brownie. <laughs> <laughs> that was for you, Mikey. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So I looked it up. The actor's name is Chris Marquette, who plays there we go. Uh, Charlie Linderman. Charlie, Linderman. Charlie Linderman. 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 What movie is that from? Oh, that's from, uh, from uh, My Bodyguard. Oh, yeah. Linderman. Great movie. Great movie. Love that one. 19, was it 1980? I think yeah. so. Alec Baldwin? I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Alec Baldwin. Adam. Big Adam Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Sorry. All right. Well, Freddy uses the possessed Freeberg to tranquilize Jason, uh, calling, causing him to fall asleep after cutting Freeberg in half. And uh, this is a pretty cool scene where he gets uh, sliced in half like that. They do a cool uh, uh, slow-mo up there, like, you know, up his body and up to Jason. Yeah passed out there by the way this is uh kind of goofy right here what he uses them to uh, immobilize jason is a moba team <laughs> what the fuck What's is a moba team <laughs> not for use in newborns it immobilizes it's a moba team <laughs> i like that not for use for new- in- newborns <laughs> all right well cue up the music because freddie fights jason in the real world <laughs> I, I, you know what? I got a kick out of when he scratched Jason's mask with his, with his, with a, with a, a hand. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, but this is really cheesy. The part where he's like, he's playing pinball with yeah, Jason's, I, Jason's I wish body. They done that, man. They kind of take turns here. Uh, in the beginning, um, yeah, Jason just chops Freddy all up. Uh, he cut, he grows some new arms back after Jason cuts him off. Yeah. Then um yeah, Freddie spends a little while fucking up uh, Jason. And Freddie does fuck him up, man. Yeah. He fucks up Jason something fierce. Yeah, he kind of turns him into his bitch. Uh, Freddie discovers that Jason has a fear of water as a result of his death by drowning, and uses that fear to make Jason powerless. But um, <laughs> actually, you know what? They, uh, everybody has said like it's not the water itself, but the trauma from his childhood drowning that Freddie was able to exploit in the dream world. Yeah, but this look is... at the mongoloid kid. <laughs> yeah, so Jason Jason turns back into a little into a child. <laughs> <laughs> see his teeth in the children. See, see his toothlessness, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, Freddie has awesome teeth in this. They did some awesome makeup work on him. <laughs> And Freddy Krueger's isn't bad either. Look at those toofies. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, he turns into a child, and Freddy, like, you know, he peels his mask off of him. He stabs him in the temple with his fingers. Huh. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> He's shivering. <laughs> uh, so the teens devise a plan to pull Freddy from the dream world into reality and force him to fight Jason, uh, transporting his body to Crystal Lake. Lori goes to sleep in order to pull Freddy out and save Jason. But look at the size difference. Oh, and, huge. And that girl and Jason, dude. Wow. Big time. So in the dream world, Jason is tortured by the other kids at camp. They beat him, piss on him, and put a burlap sap over his head. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Freddy poses as one of the camp counselors, neglecting Jason. He also bangs a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fu- this is a fun little scene when he's at the camp there. He, uh, he, uh, uh, Robert England gets a great line in there when he's banging the dead body. He goes, it's not my fault this bitch is dead on her feet. Can I ask you something, Mike? Huh? Would you rather be banging a hot broad or chasing the mongoloid and making fun of him? 
because I I got to go with chasing the mango and make it fun. <laughs> okay, so this is this no is comment. So from this scene, from this scene, what I had to do is, why is everybody mad at the camp counselors for neglecting them? Shouldn't they be mad at all these shithead fucking rich kids? <laughs> Look at them, they they're they're throwing Look, rocks at them and shit like that. Like I said, they're kicking them. They probably make them. They probably do an ookie cookie where they make them eat the fucking jizz filled cookie, dude. Oh. <laughs> It's like an awful waffle from yeah. uh, Salute <laughs> Salu- <laughs> Your Shorts. Uh, look at that sweet effect. Oh, man. I even had that awful waffle. That's me little, dude. That's me hitting a mongoloid. <laughs> Careful, Sal. You're going to get an awful waffle. <laughs> well, actually, uh, this next scene is just for you, Sal. I made mean, a full screen so you can see Jason <laughs> getting thrown in the water. <laughs> So I was so I was wondering is being um too mongoloided to swim being like too fat to fish? <laughs> I mean he lived on a fucking lake for God's sakes. Yeah, but mongoloids have a rule. They don't swim. <laughs> Do they swim? That's why I'm wondering. Yeah, it's like is that He's a rule? Dunking him. They don't say He's fucking dunking him. So yeah, Freddy comes in and he dunks him, holds him underwater. But isn't that kind of cruel? Here you here you are, a little kid. And you're a mongoloid little kid, and this guy's drowning you. How brutal is that? <laughs> oh, man. So Jason starts uh, choking up water, and he wakes up in the real world, um, disappearing from the dream world where he's being attacked by Freddy as a mongoloid, and the van crashes and catapults him into the forest. Uh, this is like a – I love uh, Freddy's makeup in this scene. He's well, like, you know, what's that all yeah, about? He's what, like, why did they do that? Looks like a demon. That's, yeah, because he's all angry in this scene. You okay, know, okay. he's finally got his power back now, okay. but he can't kill people. Okay. This is yeah. It's he's got the he's a true like dream demon in this scene. Is what I see. Well, yeah. I, I see he's pissed off because he wasn't drawn a little mongoloid kid anymore. What do you see, Mikey? <laughs> <laughs> he's very mad. But yeah, this I wouldn't be mad if that was his makeup all the time. That's fucking sweet. Mm. It is. It is. He looks cool. He looks like the devil. All right. So Jason follows them to the now abandoned Camp Crystal Lake, which, by the way, uh, I know I brought it up before, but again, they had they went all the way from uh, Ohio, Springwood, Ohio, about an eight and a half, Wait, nine hour drive. Did you to make New this? Jersey? No, I didn't make oh, this. God. I was gonna say, what's with the little bus? I should have said, yeah, I made this. <laughs> no, this is from Camp Crystal Lake. Oh, all right. I know, but I like the little bus. The little bus. I like the yeah, little. little fr- I like bus. the little Freddie arm with the the, the Christmas sweater and everything at the beginning. Yep. Watch it come over and slap. Where is where is he? He's got a Christmas sweater on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my a christmas sweater all right well um again jason crashes through the wall at crystal lake attacking everyone as they try to wake up Lori. and linderman is wounded on a wall mount Uh-oh. they look like it hurt yeah so now we got some fire like i said another uh jason crashing through the wall there's plenty of those throughout the series <laughs> so Freddy tortures Lori in the dream world, revealing that it wasn't her father, but he that murdered his mother. That's a lovely view right there. Yeah, I like it. That's right. That's what. I, that's yeah. The scene I'm talking about right there. Got that on a loop for you guys. I know, but why doesn't Freddy do a uh, a motorboat? She got some. She got some heaving breastuses. Oh, very nice. Oh my. Yeah. And Freddy does a little molest himself. Damn. <laughs> I wish I was Freddy. So uh, being so as she's uh, being dragged out of the cabin, uh, she's uh, burned by some fire, and Lori is awakened, pulling Freddy into the real world, where he's confronted by Jason. And this is a scene where, by the way, um, Freddy's uh, very uh, scared of fire. Hmm. So Wait, we get Freddy a, is? 
Yes, so. Freddy's he was burned by fire. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so Jason figures out that Freddy has a fear of fire, a result of his death by burning, and uses the flames of the burning cabin to his advantage. Oh, you know what's <laughs> interesting? I think it's this scene. Freddy is played by none other than Ray Mysterio Jr. Yes, yes, I yeah. And I you did can do that. and you can tell because he he kicks him at one point. It looks just how Ray would would kick in the ring. That's awesome. Yeah, wait, wait, say that again, Mike. Ray Mysterio Jr. The wrestler from WWE. Yes, plays Freddy, and I think in this fight scene, in really? one of, in one of the in one of the scenes, he gives him a kick. It looks just the way, like you would watch Mysterio kick somebody. Wow, looks just like him. Yeah, this is a cra- at the end of this scene. By the way, the the porch crashes down on him. Kind of a uh, throwback to uh, part seven there. Right. With Kane Hodder. So there's also a deleted scene where Lori says, uh, "Freddy versus Jason, place your bets." Oh God. So uh, Ronnie Roos, uh says, "Place your bets." Uh, was not in script. I did not shoot it. <laughs> it was it was Henri Fatrera. So Sammy, that's a little racist, brother. <laughs> Nope, because that's how he talks. Watch the Crystal Lake memories. That's let's just doing an impression. It's verbatim. It's verbatim. Yeah. So uh, Quentin Tarantino said he was so disappointed when he went to the theater and that line wasn't included in the movie. Uh, <laughs> that's the whole reason why he went to see the movie. Place your bets. Place your bets. It's like it's, it would almost be like uh, going to see snakes on a plane and not hearing Samuel L. Jackson say, I'm tired of these motherfuckers. It was exactly. only for the trailer? Yeah, it was only for the trailer. How disappointed would that be? Yeah. That was the whole reason I watched that movie. I wanted to see him say it at the end of the film. Exactly. you got to see him see that. <laughs> so um, the teens escape the flames with uh, Charlie the nerd bleeding out in the forest with Destiny's Runner going for help. So then uh, Destiny's comedian taunts Freddy and gets killed by Jason. This is the uh, part we were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I'm saying, it's pretty bad. She calls him a fag. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> she says, what are you, some type of faggot? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I just don't like the – it tries to be funny, but it's really not funny. She's like, you're the one everybody's so scared about with them butter knife fingers. <laughs> also, uh, Freddy's uh, – yeah. Uh, sweet. Dark. Oh that li- that line is a variation on the line how sweet fresh meat from a night meat four uh the dream master oh yeah so yeah she's uh by the way she's um taunting freddy you know this is what you're, you got those little tiny butter knives who would be scared of that and jason uh, freddy goes uh basically look behind you and jason's there with his big old machete he just slices her she goes flying again like she was catapulted through a window but this time she's just uh she hits a tree she bleeds out i kind of wish she got killed a little worse i kind of feel about i feel about kelly Rowland in this movie the way you guys feel about queen latifah <laughs> damn she got nailed there you go she got fucked up yeah. Not bad i wish it would have been a little worse <laughs> like what? What would you? What, I mean, get her head chopped. That's off what or, you get. Yeah, for Freddy should have slashed your head off. Horror movie. <laughs> Stick to your shit music. Yeah. Okay. Right. Stay there out is, of the horror uh, genre. Right there is uh, Ray Mysterio. The uh, jumps and all that. No, I think it's like they're in the house and there's fire and he he kicks him. The way I'm just I'm saying, if you saw the kick, you would know that it's Mysterio. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I gotta look for that. Yeah. So yeah, right now, um, Freddie and Jason are fighting throughout the campgrounds and the construction site on uh, Crystal Lake. This is just uh, the end of this movie. Just an all like we said, it's a WWF style showdown. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Freddie uh, attacks him with some uh, uses like tanks, like air tanks as torpedoes. <laughs> there was also I know in the original script too, like uh, when when. Um, Freddy unleashes like all the poles down on Jason and stuff like all that. Right, yeah. Like in the actual movie, he says like "Hey, asshole" or something like that. In the movie, they wanted him to say "Hey, mama's boy." <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, you can watch it on YouTube. There's an actual like weigh-in that they did for this film. 
Yeah. Where, oh and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know and what? It actually, was, I got it. Was, it was, yeah, I got it in here. Actually, actually. It's, actually it's on uh, the Blu-ray that oh, I have. It? Yeah. And it, it, sure enough, it's Robert and Ken. And and, yeah, uh, and let me tell you awesome. something. In because it's live, it's filmed live. Uh-huh. You could really tell how big that son bitch is, man. Oh yeah. I, I oh when they did that, I, it's funny you said that, Mikey. Because even like right here. You really can't tell because of the camera angles, yeah. but that dude is huge. I think Freddie made Jason yeah. look like a pussy in this movie, to be honest. Uh, I, I, yeah, towards the end, yeah, yeah he did because he kicked his ass. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about uh, the fight uh, moves to the dock where Jason and Freddie just take turns hacking and tearing each other apart. Because he chops off his hand, right? Or his hand or his arm? His hand. Yeah. His fingers. Like, I'm sorry, his fingers. Yeah, right there. Because he, he's able to grab uh, Freddie Krueger's head at the end. Yeah. The way the way Jason looks at his hand after Freddy cuts off his fingers, by the way, is a nod to um, the final chapter when Trish stabs him with, in the hand between the fingers. Gotcha. Right. Like that, and he kind of stops and looks at his what he's doing. Kind of the same thing. But if right you've there. seen Freddy, uh, you know, got Jason in the eyeballs. How does Jason come back and see after that? I mean, you know, yeah. it's kind of fucked up the way they do things like that. Yeah, Freddy stabs him in the eyeballs. Yeah. They're also yeah. it's cool how they're like they did uh, like you know the practical mm. effects where they're. They're slashing each other's back, and there's like blood that's slashing or that's spraying yeah. everywhere. But but if you notice, Sammy, if you go back a little, you see some of Jason's either it's his coat or some meat is mm. flying towards the water. It's this was a brutal fight. His meat goes. Yeah, fly. watch now. Watch when <laughs> meat um, ghost. Yeah, watch when he's laying on the ground. You see something fly towards the water. So I don't know if it's part of his coat or some of his mm-hmm. uh, meat from his back. Here, watch right. Hold on. Right there, oh, see, yeah. see that? <laughs> I, man, he just beat the shit out of Jason, Cause man. Because I'm fed off the back. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know what I liked is is actually in these scenes, you see Freddy Krueger, it looks like he's getting tired. Uh, he's yeah. getting worn down, and I think that's cool. Yeah. And also, uh, during the fight, Lori sprays the docks with gasoline and throws some burning sticks under the docks where the villains are at. Uh, Jason uses the distraction to impale Freddy with his arm and tears Freddy's right arm off. <laughs> Freddy, who has blood pouring from his mouth, manages to stab Jason with a machete. This is a cool, like, little slow motion scene here where they're fighting. And there's some, like I said, some awesome practical effects where there's just blood spraying out of Freddy Krueger. Yeah. There's blood pouring out of Jason right here. They're yeah. just, like, fucking each other up pretty good. <laughs> Which, by the way, earlier, how does Jason, uh, I mean, Jason's dead. He shouldn't really have all that red blood in him, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it makes it awesome that, for the movie. He's but... got no eyes because Freddie cut him with his, with his, with his mm-hmm. hand, and I don't know. I don't get it. He's he stabbed him through the mask. He got it right through it. <laughs> Those two youths. All right. Well, uh, like I said, Lori and Will set f- the dock on fire, making some propane tanks explode and throwing Freddie and Jason into the lake. This is a huge explosion. Again, like uh, the New Blood. Remember that? Yeah. The, the house yeah. explodes. Couple ammo. Not bad. Yeah, and I like how in the mo- how it throws them from the dock like that. They're yeah. both on, lit they're on, fire. on fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool scene, man. I think I've seen them do that in some other movie where they're kind of thrown like that. I can't remember the name of the movie, though. Hmm. Shouldn't have even brought it up. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it's okay. So uh, Freddy climb, uh, climbs out and tries to kill Lori and Will with Jason's machete. Uh, this is kind of like a s- scene where we're walking up and you think it's Jason. Turns out it's um, Freddy. But he's impaled by a wounded Jason with his own clawed arm, allowing Lori to, to decapitate Freddy with the machete with his head sinking into the depths of Crystal Lake. And she also gives a tagline here. Uh, when uh, she, when he drops the machete, she picks it up and she says, uh, Welcome to my world, Nick! And, and, and then she cuts his head off. <laughs> Which is kind of like uh, Jason kind of teams up with her here a little bit. 
to take down Freddy. Of course, he Freddy is kind of the ultimate villain of this he's movie. He's the heel. Jason's the babyface. One hundred percent. Now, now in an interview, both the kids say it was so freaking cold, and and they had to be in those wet clothes for this scene for so long, man. I don't know how they did it. Look at his look, breath. You can, you can see, see his breath. Theme. Yeah, uh, you I can don't... see the steam from his body. Why? Why can't they shoot these in the summertime? <laughs> Every single movie we've said this actress gets hypothermia from this. It was thirty degrees in February when they shot this. Like, <laughs> do it in the summertime, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to summertime, bitch. <laughs> so uh, Jason's body sinks into the lake as well, seemingly dead. Um, after throwing the machete into the lake, Lauren will leave the scene. That's um... but see, look, Jason's eyes are normal again. How does, what the, you know? Sometimes they need to explain that. Yeah, I think that might be just a continuity thing. Weird. So um, yeah, they actually get a happy ending for Lauren Will. So the following morning, a victorious Jason emerges from the water, holding his machete and Freddy's severed head. Freddy's head suddenly winks at the cameras as laughter is heard in the background, implying he will return. <laughs> Bitch! <laughs> <laughs> that, that's an awesome scene right there. Is that so disturbing? That's good lighting. Yeah. Yeah. So the ending, um, uh, Freddy's wink was Robert Shea's idea, by the way. Um, throughout the movie's production, no one could decide who should win, Freddy or Jason, nor what to do with the remaining human characters. Um, according to writer Mark Swift, the ending delivered the effect that was originally going for. He personally thinks Jason won the war. Who do you guys think uh, kind of came out on top here? Jason. One hundred percent. Keep in mind. I, yeah. Keep in mind, this whole movie, Freddy killed one person. That was uh, Laurie's mom. Oh, right. Not, we don't even really oh, see. Yeah, Freddy doesn't kill, actually kill anybody in this movie. I got to I got to think about it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Freddy doesn't. he almost killed her, uh, that one in the barn. Or he, he almost that, killed the, the barn, he, but. He was about then, to kill Catherine Isabel, yeah. but Jason stole his kill. Right, right. Which would have pissed me off. That's a hanging offense, boy. <laughs> that's what, that's what Ted, that's what Ted White would say. Listen, you don't take another man's kill. That's what. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, by the way, in the end scene there, coming up out of the water, was uh, another stuntman. His name was Doug Tate, who played that. Um, I guess Ken Kersinger was like, uh, he was getting married that day or something like that. So they had this guy play, play Jason. <laughs> nice. Damn, he's a little disturbing. He looks a little bit uh, mongoloid. In yeah. I see a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, Doug. You know, you, know, you know what it is? Mongoloids tend to have not a round head. It's bulbous. <laughs> but you know, I thought, no, I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say mongoloids stick together. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, of course too. they do. But if you notice this guy's head, it kind of comes like an egg. It's bulbous. See, it's, 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 not, it's not round. <laughs> bulbous. It's not round. He doesn't have a round coconut, but if you notice. Kind of cone-headed. At the peak, at peak of his coconut, it's kind of pointed. And that's that's a good sign of a mongoloid. He looks like the shortest <laughs> conehead. What's, what's the matter, Mike? We come from France. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, also in this movie, there was an alternate ending. Oh, yeah. There were um, Lori mm. and Will. They go home, and uh, turns out Willie's been Freddy the whole time. Oh, boy. Yeah, he sprouts some claws out of his fingers, and slash. That's the end of the movie there. Now, why would he do that? Why wouldn't he wait till he's done? <laughs> I, see, I, I would have been a better monster than these guys. Because look at he that. Did. You're going to let something like that go. He's Freddy Krueger. Oh, he needs, he needs that murder a, to shoot. That's a nice night. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, once once the slashing, he starts a coming. <laughs> oh, like, uh, hello. <laughs> so, um, in one of the original endings, uh, Freddy and Jason continue their battle in hell. When suddenly Pinhead from Hellraiser steps out of the shadows and separates them, and he calmly asks, "What seems to be the problem, gentlemen?" <laughs> this was scrapped due to licensing issues, as uh, Miramax owns the rights to Hellraiser. 
That would have been a fucking that awesome sequel. That would have been a killer fucking end. That would have made up for that stupid ping pong uh, thing. You know if, what? If, if Pinhead would have gotten in that. You know what? A lot of people make a good point when they say that they don't want to see uh, like Freddy versus Jason versus Michael Myers because there's two silent killers in that. I think two smart asses like Hellraiser and Freddy would be awesome. <laughs> Pin- Pinhead's got a couple one-liners. So oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We have such sights to show you. Yeah. What is it? What was that was written on the wall in Hellraiser? I forget. Oh, I forget too. Uh, when uh, what's her name was in the uh, yeah, it's like Hellraiser two, I think. Didn't it say help me or I'm in hell, help me. I'm in hell, help me. Yeah, Something I'm in like hell, that. help me. That was her dad yeah. that wrote that. All right, well in this movie there was a body count of twenty two. That's right. After the uh, the one Freddy kill, Woo! so that means Jason has twenty one kills in this movie. Nice. Um, according to director Ronnie Yu, uh, the special effects team used three hundred gallons of fake broad for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not counting flashbacks, like we said, only only the one kill for Freddy in here. So uh, New Line Cinema kicked the uh, Freddy vs. Jason publicity machine into overdrive as its U.S. release date of August 15th, 2013 loomed closer, surpassing the cost of the marketing campaigns for all 10 previous Friday the 13th films combined. New Line's PR assault spanned all media, including television, radio, print, and internet, at a reported cost of $25 million, nearly equal the film's production budget. Now, uh, like you guys brought up before, they also did a boxing match, <laughs> kind of a, a promotional thing in Las Vegas on uh, July 15th. They're both uh, showing off against each other. Michael Buffer was there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what Robert England, yeah, in this clip, he has a funny thing. He's like, you got a head like a hockey puck or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's crazy. That so, would have uh, been cool to see. Yeah, so no, no matter uh, who you think won, remember everybody is friends and everybody in the end made money on this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with an opening uh, three-day gross of $36.4 million, the film not only obliterated the career-best debuts of both franchises, it also set a new record for the biggest opening weekend for a slasher sequel. Uh, the film also showed surprising staying power during its second weekend, once again claiming the number one spot at the box office with a final cumulative domestic gross of $82.6 million, Freddy vs. Jason earned its place as the most financially successful entry in the Friday the 13th franchise, although with uh, 13.7 million paid admissions versus the original Friday the 13th, which had 14.8 million tickets sold, it still ranks second in the series in overall attendance. That's crazy. That Mm -hmm. is crazy. Yeah, big time. Damn. And, uh, you know, always for money, like, these films don't even cost that much to make originally. I mean, this one, because it had, yeah, probably a ton of CGI and stuff in it, you know, with all the... Yeah. yeah. Well, the newer ones, they have to be, but the old ones... Yeah. I mean, what what was the first one, Mikey? What was the budget? Oh, I don't know. Because I think... I don't know the budget on the first one. I, I oh, think... you know what? I think it said, like, uh, they drummed up, like, half a million dollars to start shooting it, so it probably couldn't have been much more than that. Yeah, because I think Carpenter's Halloween was $600,000 budget. A couple hundred thousand. Yeah. Probably. That's why he decided to score it on his own, right? They didn't have the budget for, you know, an extra composer. Or and, and you know what? I don't think anyone else could have pulled it off as well as him. Nothing will beat uh, Blair Carpenter Rich. you're talking about, right? Yeah. Carpenter right. score on Friday. I, I seriously don't think it would have been worthy if anybody else did it. Hmm. Nothing will beat Blair Witch. They had a budget of $20,000. And they made millions. Did they make millions? They made millions. Oh, yeah. That seems like, yeah, for that it had to be all just an editing, right? Probably maybe a few license like music licensing cues. Uh, or... There wasn't that much music in that movie. How, how was the second one, Mikey? Oh, it, I kind of like it. I I really enjoyed the first one. A lot of people shit on it because it, I mean it's one of the very first 
found footage films with a shaky camera. When I first seen it in the theaters, like opening night, like it kind of creeped me out to be honest. Yeah, oh, one hundred. I remember seeing that at the theater. Yeah, you know, my dad was working at a theater, and I had to stay late. And it was like the whole theater was all empty and yeah. shit like that. And I remember, yeah, being very. I remember by they that. put out like uh, on the E channel. They had one of those E True Hollywood stories, and like the week the movie came out, they put out this special on the E channel about. Uh, the Blair Witch, and it kind of, I mean, even though you knew it wasn't real, it, it made it sound like it was, and they were, I think they convinced a lot of people, but uh, as far as the Blair Witch sequel, it's okay, it's it's a little weird, then they made like a, another sequel, maybe seven or eight years ago, that was just called Blair Witch, and that one was okay too, but nothing like the original. Yeah, what was the second one, Book of Shadows? Book of Shadows. That one wasn't, wasn't terrible, I, I remember. Right. I like that one. Some of it didn't make sense. But. That's when you said about the fake document. I love when they do fake documentaries. That's and, what it was. Shit. That's yeah. what it was. I love when they do that though. Like there's a, like in the Frighteners, they do that fake documentary about like you know the the two like D Wallace and her. Uh, 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 who was that? Uh, D- Jake Busey. Yeah. D Wallace. Freddy vs. Jason can't be counted only in dollars on the success of the long-awaited Freddy vs. Jason face-off brought its respective franchises full circle. Suddenly, Jason Voorhees and Friday the 13th were no longer regarded as relics of the bygone era of exploitation slashers, so no one at the time could be certain where the character in the franchise could go from there. And even if it wasn't the last Jason, uh, Friday the 13th, Freddy vs. Jason served as a fitting conclusion as a shining testament to a motion picture phenomenon. Phenomenon. Phenomenon, yes. uh, So that's uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Um, I mean... On the whole, what do you guys think of that one? You know, not, not my not my favorite, but it's like I said, it's enjoyable. It's fun. Uh, like classic one-liners. There's more violence and gore out of like all of the both you know franchises. I'd say, yeah, uh, a ton of blood, good music. The actresses are gorgeous. It, it's it's enjoyable. I liked it. It was entertaining. Wasn't the best, but you know, like I said, I I I, I think I'm just a little more disappointed that you know. That uh, Wu did do a better job. You? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Woo racist you. now? Did you say you? Wu? Yeah. Who? I'm, I'm going to kill you for the virus. <laughs> Who <Woo>, you? <laughs> Ready, Freddy? Okay, so 2009's Friday the 13th. Uh, is what we're going to talk about next. This is yeah. uh, the remake, reboot. Yeah, reboot, kind of, I think is yeah. what they would call it. Two months after the box office smash of Freddy vs. Jason, another horror icon was given a new lease on life with 2003's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, directed by Marcus Nispel. This time, it was n- neither a sequel nor a crossover that left audiences screaming. It was a remake. If the mother of all slasher films was no longer sacred, then a remake seemed inevitable, and Marcus Nispel felt he was the man to make it happen. That that remake in 03 with Andrew Bernarski playing Leatherface, the first one with Jessica Biel is okay, but then they did like a prequel yeah. to a sequel to the prequel, and all those other like. There's been a few uh, newer Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. They're not great. You, you, know what, you didn't re- like the one with Jessica Biel, Mikey? No, that, it's okay. Um, you, you the one what? with Alexandra Diodario, man, she looked good in that. But, like, stupid cheesy lines like, get her cuz, or get him cuz. And she was Leatherface's sister, right? Or uh, something cousin, like that. Cousin, 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 cousin yeah, or yeah. niece. Niece. Yeah, yeah something. Uh, 
Just no, she dumb. was her cousin. cousin. Jessica Duterte, yeah, was yeah. her cousin. That's dumb. Because she goes, get him, cuz. Yeah, so dumb. But you know, I remember seeing Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the theater, and the one thing that fucks me up is, like, when he grabs the one guy to go downstairs, and he's clawing at the walls, and his fingernails break uh, off. Yeah. That, make, yeah. that makes me squirm. Now, now you're, are you talking a remake, Sammy? Uh, yeah, the 2013 the uh, original, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The original was just... I the the original, I, I put it. the original right up there with Last House on the left original. It was just so oh, bad. Yeah. It was so bad, man. You think it, so? Yeah, I didn't care for either one of them, yeah. man. Was it brutal? Yeah, because look at the year they both came out. It was it was uncalled back then. But I give that that the respect. But as a horror fan now, oh god, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch. But them. like movies like that, like. Uh... Texas Chainsaw, the original one from 1974, it had a stigma for me growing up in the 80s and 90s. It was almost like if you watch this movie, you are forever like cursed and you're it's going to make you sick and it's like poison. Like you're poisoning yourself by watching this movie. Yeah. I, the same thing can be said, I guess, with like Exorcist and um, I Spit on Your Grave. Like after watching that at a, at a young age, like you feel like you're diseased. You, <laughs> like can't, you, just... you can't unsee it. No, yeah. you can't. Yeah. You, cannot you feel, you feel like it. you're doing something wrong. Right. You know. Mm. That's crazy. I mean, what movies these days make you feel that way? Not yeah, there's, much. No, there's not a lot of them. Maybe I don't know. Is it because we're desensitized, or is it because I know for sure I am. <laughs> I mean, what? yeah, because things aren't really cleaned up. I mean, we see horrible shit all the time. That's worse than oh yeah in the eighties. Yeah, like the Kardashians. Dumbasses. <laughs> Yikes. Aided by partner Michael Bay, director of Armageddon, Pearl Harbor, and the Transformers series, the Platinum Dunes team spent the better part of a year securing the rights from both studios. Yet no one could see the point of faithfully retelling the story of Pamela Voorhees and her murderous rampage at Camp Crystal Lake. The audience wanted Jason, so the producers brought back two the series' biggest fans to conceive a new vision for Freddy, for Friday 13th. Damian Shannon and Mark Swift, the writers of Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, Michael Bay. I'm surprised this uh, reboot didn't have more explosions in yeah, it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's blow shit up. According to co-writer Damien Shannon, the character of Jason Voorhees was re-envisioned as more territorial, like a hunter. Someone who doesn't kill people at random, but will defend his territory from anyone invading it. And this, and this in the most horrible manner. Director Marcus Nispel similarly, didn't say that right. <laughs> similarly. Yeah. Claims the film shows new aspects of Jason's personality. Derek Mears says his portrayal of Jason as a survivalist defending his territory is partially inspired by the character of John Rambo in First Blood, 1982. Derek Mears is the ninth actor to portray the adult Jason Voorhees in the series, following Steve Dash, Warrington Gillette, Richard Brooker, Ted White, C.J. Graham, Tom Morga, Kane Hodder, and Ken Kersinger. Actually, uh, sorry, I gotta correct you there. It's uh, it's Ted White. Ted, Ted White. <laughs> partner. Damn. I'm gonna punch that star man right in the motherfucking face. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty cool that he says kind of a, you know, he's more of a Rambo character in this one. Kind of just Jason's just uh, defending his territory. That's why he's killing everybody off. I've met Derek um, twice at conventions, and um, his panels are always entertaining. He, uh, to my surprise, he's part of a comedy improv troupe in L.A. Really? Like, could you imagine that guy on stage cracking jokes? That's pretty, uh, that's awesome. He does, you know, he seems like a really, everyone says he's like the nicest guy there is. He's like, a super fan, too. Yeah. Like, he, you could tell he enjoys horror movies. Yeah. He was also in, uh, yeah, one of these uh, Crystal Lake documentaries. He was talking about he, he was into something else. I forget, oh, rest, uh, yeah, like UFC fighting and shit like that. Oh, cage fighter? Yeah, he's a cage fighter. Nice. I, yeah, I wouldn't want to get in the ring with that guy. Hell no. <laughs> it's huge. 
The film opens on June 13, 1980, on a camp counselor running through the forest from someone attacking her. She is then confronted by her pursuer, Pamela Voorhees, a woman taking revenge for the death of her son, Jason, that drowned years before. But the counselor manages to decapitate the mad woman with a machete and runs away into the woods. But a young Jason Voorhees, who, like his original counterpart, brought back to life after he drowned, witnesses his mother's death. He comes out of hiding, picks up his mother's head and the machete, and walks into the night. That's right. This was a... So, this movie, this reboot, is kind of like an amalgam of like the first four Friday movies. Yeah. Like, yeah, so this is kind of, you know, it picks up... Basically, it's like a part two here. Mm -hmm. Now, see, what I expected and what I had heard were two different things. Because I expect... I'm sorry. I heard that they were going to let Jason... I'm sorry. They were going to show us Jason more as a little kid and then into the movie. And then I expected the whole movie to be a lot better than what it was. Did it have it? If it's good parts, yeah. But... I really thought it was going to be better than what it came out to be. Well, that doesn't really make much sense. I mean, he was hiding right in the woods there. His mom was like 20 feet away. How did yeah. she not know he was alive? And then it doesn't make any sense. If, yeah, that's a, if that's she a, knew he was alive, why would she kill everybody? That's what I mean, because because what I read in the uh, critics, they said it's supposed to be explained uh, how he made it out of the water, what he was doing there, and what happened to him as growing up as a little boy into a teenager into a man hmm. and none of that happened it just zoomed right over they did show him briefly for like a second and a half in you know watching his mother get decapitated and then i thought oh this is gonna be great and the next you know boom 20 years later that's why uh we're gonna have to make that movie it's gonna be called i was a teenage mongoloid yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy, can I be in it? <laughs> you can. You so, can you're the starring role. <laughs> yeah, you can. You're the mongoloid, buddy. Oh, hello. We're, we're gonna have to shave your head. We're hello. gonna have to shave your eyebrows off. <laughs> we might just give you radiation poisoning. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you drool on cue? Can I have a pet monkey? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Almost thirty years later, a group of friends, including Whitney Miller, arrive for a camping trip just outside of Crystal Lake where they hope to find a crop of marijuana growing in the woods. Night falls and the five campers sit around the campfire while the nerdy Wade tells his friends about the story of Jason Voorhees. Of course, his friends blow it off and go their separate ways. Wade goes to take a piss and finds the weed. Unfortunately, Jason finds him. Yeah, we get a burlap sack on the head Jason coming up. Tater sack, Jason. (laughs) Charging him and he slices Wade's ear off. Oh yummy! I think he also stabs him through the head. They don't. Uh, they don't actually show that until later when his body gets found. <laughs> yeah, but this is uh this is uh burlap sack, Jason. I'm showing you guys here. It's kind of a weird. It it's looks like a like, pillowcase. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It looks like more like a um a, like a grocery bag he wrapped around his head. He's also got that cone head going on here. Oh, yeah. yeah, I told you. You, th- the you think head. he's got a what do they call that? The hipster uh, buns on top. <laughs> oh, Maybe he's got bun. one of those. Man bun. He's got all those little tiny patches of hair all. Tied up on top there. <laughs> hey, man bun, go to your safe space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Richie and Amanda are interrupted during intercourse by noises. Richie investigates and discovers Wade's mutilated corpse. Yeah, his ear is... How did, did he die from the ear missing? Or I'm not sure where how he get, died from that. Maybe he bled out. Bled out. <laughs> Richie tries to run back to Amanda, but his leg is caught in a bear trap. Jason then breaks into the tent and drags Amanda out. 
still in her sleeping bag, and hangs her over the campfire, her sleeping bag becoming an oven, and she is burned alive as Richie watches in horror. What I really like about this scene where he's first killing all these people, he's running. Jason never ran in the, the previous, you know, sequels. I, I didn't think yeah, he about did, that. Actually. He I didn't in, uh, think in, about uh, that. The final Friday, when she's running out of the house, he runs behind her. Okay, true, yeah. true. But in majority of them, he would just walk. Uh, Sammy, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, Friday, yeah final part Friday. three, I remember. Yeah, he, when he gets Shelly's mask and he turns, yeah, he's walking real mm-hmm. slow in that one. But in this one, he that's like true. he he's Kane Hodder never ran. That's no, Kane never sure. ran. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're saying, but Mike, what was it that that didn't help this film be more success because like you said the 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 bear trap thing look at that that's an awesome, awesome i do the intro effect. of this movie is cool yeah i don't but what happened i, I mean, don't think people really wanted it to be honest do you think so i mean because it wasn't kane hunter and because of like how cheesy freddie versus jason was i don't think people wanted it in in 2009 I mean, it, I'm sure it did well at the box office, but it doesn't. This movie does not have a long-lasting effect on the series, the franchise, especially with the fans. Yeah, because nobody talks about this one. No, yeah, right. it was weird. They should. I think they should have done a continuation instead of doing a reboot. Like this is, you know, in the sleeping bag scene. That's a like part seven again, right yeah. there. What was that? It's a throwback. Yeah. yeah, because didn't. But but wasn't the bag on fire, and, and then it fell right. Yeah, it was on. Yeah, well, no, he. So yeah, Jason takes her and he puts her in a sleeping bag, and then he uh, he hangs her like from the tree with the sleeping bag. He's got a rope on it, and he hangs her over the campfire, and then the sleeping bag starts on fire and like asphyxiates her. And then she and then she comes out all burnt, right? Yeah, she was a burnt girl. (laughs) Well done. Mike and Whitney go for a walk. Come upon the abandoned camp, Crystal Lake. They explore one of the cabins and find a locket with a picture of a young Pamela Voorhees inside it. Mike comments on how much Whitney resembles Pamela Voorhees. They also find Pamela's severed head inside a rotted wall. And suddenly, Jason, who has snuck underground, begins stabbing through the floor with his machete. Jason has built an underground tunnel system branching all around the camp. He wounds Mike several times, and then Jason grabs Mike and pulls him underground and kills him. Yeah, and that's kind of like a reference to part two when he has the altar in that one. Sure. With her head and the sweater, dead bodies around it with the machetes. Okay. And by the way, I gotta apologize to Sal. I think in part when I started suggesting that Jason teleports, he was like, "What about his tunnel system?" I said, "No, he didn't make no tunnels. That's exactly what this movie is about." (laughs) You know, plus you gotta think he grew up in the forest, so he's gonna know every inch of it. Because what else was there for him to do? You don't have no, no. I'm not trying to be smart. You know, think about it. I mean, he had to find his way around. You know, he's a little kid. He's scared. He had to push himself or else he would just be stuck in the same spot going, I don't know, I don't know, you know. <laughs> but, I, you know, they, I, I see why, why you know, this was a perfect plan and leaving him at, at, at uh, you know, at the camp spot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's got to know every inch he of it. He became a survivalist. That, that's, that's why, like, in the second one where that sheriff where they found the, uh, the old shed, mm-hmm. awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I think what pissed me off about the remake here was that he was underground. That I didn't really care for. Mm-hmm. Because where did that under... Come on, man. Where did that underground... It's his secret layer. Yeah, yeah, come on. He could... You know, he wasn't supposedly that smart to even think about doing some shit like that. <laughs> I prefer him to do it outside, in the cabin, or, you know, by the lake, whatever. 
I don't like that they said there was a tunnel system. I like it when yeah. you just didn't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like teleportation, Jason. It's cooler. <laughs> it's cooler. <laughs> well, well, well. If you remember, he even set up a system where there was little bells in the ground, and he knew when people were around his his so-called cabin. It's like a doorbell. That's, do, that's, do you remember that? That's Mikey? their survivalist, you Jason. That? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's Rambo, they, Jason. They, they, mm. You know what? It could be because the little kids got taught archery. They got taught swimming. Uh, canoeing maybe sammy but 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 what mongoloid do you know that fucking knows all that shit jason oh <laughs> <laughs> whitney flees from the cabins and runs back to the campgrounds where she discovers the carnage that has taken place and tries to free richie from the bear trap but jason appears and drives a machete into richie's head it then appears as if jason kills whitney before they cut to the shitty titles <laughs> yeah it's just a plain uh Plain Friday the Thirteenth logo, but uh, by the way, in this scene, um, this was like one of the you know another. I think this movie suffers because a lot of it is CGI, and you can oh. tell what's a lot of it. Yeah. So Derek Mears was um with this one where he gets the machete driven into his head. Derek Mears was uh, basically just holding a handle with half a blade and uh, fake machete, <laughs> making it look like they impaled uh, Richie's head. And the uh, visual effects crew digitally superimposed a fake machete to look like it was a completely bladed weapon in the final film. Mm. Um, yeah, it was also uh, CGI was also used to like sag the skin on his face to look like it drooped. I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. It was Sammy. I got a kick out of when he when he got the machete, split the guy's head in two. <laughs> what does he do? He just gets his foot and pushes it off. <laughs> Hell yeah, wouldn't you? See, look at how plain these like the titles are for this movie. It's just uh, Friday yeah. the Thirteenth. All the other ones, we get cool masks with explosions and shit. Yeah, James Bond Fucking titles. Cooper. Yeah. James Bond titles and uh, Jason lives. Come on, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I could see that. I could see that. But like I said, you know these guys nowadays, man. That's what I'm saying. With this movie, it's no fun. Yeah, you know what? I, you know what I think the thing is. Seriously, guys, I think it's always about money. It's not even about the entertainment thing anymore, and that really pisses me off. Sure. You know, like I, I, here's the thing right there. Instead of it's a cutting to black and just having a Friday the 13th, when he brought the blade down, it should have slashed the film. Right. Boom. Yeah. Friday the 13th. Right. <laughs> I mean, here's make, some make fun. it somewhat exciting. Yeah. yeah have some here's, fun. Here's my thing. Now, in that last scene that we just showed, for our audience sake, he's getting ready to chop that girl. Okay. And the next thing you know, you see him wielding his machete and nothing happened. <laughs> he chained her up because she was wearing uh, his mother's. Uh, oh, the sweater. Well, uh, she necklace? she she looked sweater. like Pamela Voorhees. She looked up, but but I mean she but, but she was wearing the you know sweater. So, so yeah. obviously he stopped and noticed it. But but why even show that and then cut to black? That made no sense to me, and it just... He stopped it like inches from her face and went, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, uh, come on, man. This guy's a mean Psych! Yeah. You think he's going to notice that? And supposedly he has one eye? You no, he he's going to well, notice a little charm on it. He doesn't talk. He would have gone, ugh! <laughs> ugh! <laughs> he's like Timmy. <laughs> Jason. Which, by the way, the title card of the movie isn't displayed until uh, the opening, the end of the opening segment, which is nearly twenty-five minutes into the film. What? I, really? Uh, which what? is, yeah, it's one I, of the longest prologues ever in a I horror film. I did notice that. I when I first seen it, I did notice that, but I didn't clock it. But goddamn, twenty-five minutes. That's 25, ridiculous. Twenty-five minutes of that happening. Six weeks later, Trent, his girlfriend Jenna, and friends Chelsea, Bree, Chewy, Nolan, and Lawrence arrive at Trent's summer cabin on the shore of Crystal Lake. Yeah. This is, uh, oh yeah. Travis Van Winkle plays a character named Trent, the same name as his character Trent DeMarco from Transformers 2007, which was directed by Michael Bay. 
According to Bay himself, this is the same character revealing that both this movie and that franchise occur in the same universe. Yeah. Please don't. Uh, Trent, uh, he's wearing two polos in this uh, this photo from Transformers, by the way. Because he's double douche. Yeah. You know what? Everyone says that he's a douche, but I don't know. He's a cool dude. He's got the sweet ride. He's got a cool boat. He's got the sweet uh, mansion on the, on the lake. All mm. he wants is these fucking mongoloids not to spill shit all over his $50,000 Ita- imported Italian furniture. Right. Fucking order, you know. <laughs> oh, Daniel Panabacker. Yum. Meanwhile, Whitney's brother, Clay Miller, arrives at the lake to search for her. Clay visits Trent's cabin, and Jenna agrees to help him search for Whitney. So this is, uh, what, Jared Padalecki from Supernatural? Yeah, Jared. Ugh. I have never watched a single episode of Supernatural. Neither do I. I just do not like him at all. I don't know, something about his face. I just want to punch it. I want to say his name. I'm just going to mock him. Padalecki Ding Dong. <laughs> Padalecki Ding Dong. Right. <laughs> can, can I say something? Yes. The both of you guys, was it the hot wings that's making you angry? Well, who it's, says I'm angry? It's Jared Padalecki. I'm just spitting facts, man. <laughs> yeah. Spitting out the truth. Yeah, we just want Jason to kill this fuck boy. Right, fuck boy. <laughs> what is a fuck boy? <laughs> Jared Padalecki. Jared Padalecki, yeah. By the way, uh, Clint, Claire, Clay and Whitney... Uh, Clay and Whitney's last name is Miller, which is a reference to Victor Miller, the creator uh-huh. of the Friday the 13th that's series. Right. Yeah. A local redneck, Donnie, hears noises in his attic. Investigating, he thinks the intruder is hiding inside a curtain, but it turns out to be the mannequin that he lost his virginity to. Then Jason comes out of hiding and attacks him. Donnie rips off his burlap sack, revealing his deformed face as he then slits the throat of a disgusted Donnie with his machete. That's right. No more mannequin pussy for you, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) This guy is straight up redneck, too. Oh, yes, he is. Yeah, Jason slits his throat. He's bleeding out right there. This is, uh, by the way, they don't ever like, they don't really show his face in there. But uh, yeah, this is uh, kind of what it looks like here for us. You can see this in the book Crystal Lake Memories. They also show it in the uh, the documentary. It looks crazy. It looks cool. Yeah, almost looks like. Um, wait, uh, no, I keep I keep thinking that Derek Maris was part of that uh, The Hills Have Eyes uh, remake and sequel, but he was not. Hmm. But it almost looks like a character from that. A little bit, yeah. This is uh, by uh, all the effects. Um, the effects artist on this was Scott Studdard, who created Jason's look and describes Jason's face as a combination of uh, Carl Fullerton's design for Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, and Tom Savini's design for Friday the Thirteenth: uh, The Final Chapter, which is Part Four. Uh, Stoddard's vision of Jason also included uh, hair loss, skin rashes, and the traditional deformities in his face. Hey, mm-hmm. it just looks—I don't know—he looks like a mutant or something here. Yeah. Very weird. He's got a, like a cleft lip going on. One eyeball is white. Mm. I don't like that white eyeball shit. <laughs> but again, what's with those toothuses? <laughs> Needs to see a dentist. <laughs> While examining his burlap sack, Jason finds that it's ripped and repl- replaces it with a hockey mask. Yeah, he just so finds the hockey mask upstairs in this redneck's house. <laughs> Very uneventful, at least. Why does he uh, identify with it? Why does he wear it, though? The hockey mask? Yeah. Because he doesn't like people to see his deformed face. Just kind of like <laughs> uh, Michael. Yeah, exactly. They kind of, uh, by the way, there was a deleted scene um, in this movie where uh, the original scene where they had uh, Jason getting the hockey mask was he finds the redneck and he just chops his head off. <laughs> nice. You can see that. Yeah, he takes the. Uh, Why did they take that? See? That was way better than what was in the movie, right? Yep. I like. Mm. Actually, there was a. Um, there was a. 
some people that were campaigning to have Larry Zerner be the guy, the actor in this. Oh, so I get Shelly Finkelstein. <laughs> Good old Shelly. Would he be juggling? Yeah. The but again, for some reason, like the producers, that's another reason why Kane Hodder didn't do this movie or Ken Kersinger because yeah. they went, they wanted a whole new thing going on. Yeah, you know? but Sammy, did you notice when he drops the head with the mask on? You see a marijuana leaf right there. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's because this is the redneck uh, whose marijuana crap yeah, it yeah, was. I think. Over, yeah, I forget if he found all the marijuana. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Watch, watch. <laughs> Yeah, he's got all the bar- ba- bales of marijuana back there. Because <laughs> that's to say he's a bad person. He smokes weed, so he's got to die. That's right. Damn. Following the, the trope. Chelsea and Nolan go wakeboarding on the lake where Jason kills Nolan with a headshot from an arrow. The boat he was driving then speeds up hitting Chelsea. That's right. I could have lied to you. I laughed my ass off when that boat <laughs> hit her in the head. Yeah. <laughs> This is a, a pop star, Willa Ford. I haven't heard from her in a long time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, by the way, this is all mostly CGI and like all these shots, like the arrow going through the head. Um, the boat hitting Willa Ford is a composite shot of like two different shots of like, you know, the boat driving by. And then like there's a, just a separate shot of her like reacting to the boat that they put together. <laughs> pretty interesting. Now, see, if you didn't tell me that, I would have never known that because usually I get spot CGI. Yeah. But they did a pretty damn good job with that. It's funny, in the next uh, scene, too, these are CGI titties. What? (laughs) You you think couldn't get some fucking, like, some chick to, like, show the goods? I'm joking. I'm joking. They're real titties. You better be joking. (laughs) Damn. I got a little angry. Damn it, Sam. Don't do that again. I hate CGI titties. (laughs) Jason then taunts Chelsea from the shore before she swims away, hiding beneath a pier. When she least expects, Jason drives a machete down into her head. I like this kill. This is a cool kill. <laughs> Especially, like, in the beginning. Like, the sound design is cool, where she's, like, under the pier, and you can hear him walking above it. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was pretty cool, too. There's a, like, the kind of their original thing in the script sounded pretty dope, too, where they was, like, after Chelsea is stranded in the lake, and she, she sees Jason waiting for her at the shore, she was originally supposed to drown due to exhaustion as Jason waited her out from the shore Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was like originally they had it to be like during the day and then it like it cut back to the, all the kids partying and stuff. Mm. And then when it got dark, they were going to cut back to Jason just standing there still like following her through the <laughs> lake. Like she would rather drown than go back to shore and get killed. I, I don't know, Sammy. Would you, would you rather had that than a machete to the head? I'll, do, I'll take a machete to the head. Sure. You know, I mean, but but, That'd be but, cool. again, but again, you know, I, I do. That'd be cool if it split me in half. Damn. <laughs> I, I will have to give him though. You know, uh, to 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 have a horror film uh, and a and a menacing giant that you know after you with a machete during the day is pretty ballsy, <laughs> you know. But I don't think it worked. I would have preferred it be at night. I yeah. mean, during the day, you, I don't know, you just lose the effect. I, I think you lose a lot of effect of a horror movie yeah. during the day. That's true. Yeah, I get you. So back you at know. the house. The kids are partying. They're playing beer pong, and uh, the Asian guy takes a chug of beer out of a tennis shoe. I know That's you hate this kid, gross. don't you? I don't. I, 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 he's got to die right away. I want to know, Mike, how would you kill this kid? If you were Jason, how would you kill him? Pick him up off of his feet a la Lex Luger, WCW, Human Torture Wreck. Bend him in half. All right, a little Sheriff Garrison. You got uh, that, Sal? <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> You know, you know what I'd want to do. Your eyes. You know, you know what I'd want to do. Seriously, because I, I just hate this scene, and it's such a waste of film. I wish Jason would talk just once and say to this little bastard, "You know what? I killed your parents. I killed your sister. Shit! I even killed your little dog." That would take care of it. 
Then chop his head off, the little bastard. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I would shove the shoe down his throat. <laughs> <laughs> and put the laces through his nose. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Clay and Jenna search the old Crystal Lake campgrounds where they see Jason hauling a body into the abandoned camp house. He ain't got no head. You, you know, when at that scene, at that particular scene, when he throws around the canoes like that, like they're, like they're paper. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. Those were real canoes, dude. That kid, that that dude is cock strong. <laughs> this, yeah, this next scene, he gets uh, he gets the R strength going on here. He just destroys the whole place. He's having what's, a bad what's, what's day. R strength? Tunnels. What's R strength? Oh, the R strength. You, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I feel you, bro. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was mongoloid. I'm not, a, I'm not allowed. <laughs> he's R strong. We all know what he's got. He's cock strong. <laughs> It is revealed that Whitney is chained up inside the tunnels, being held hostage by Jason. Jason notices Clay's backpack, which was left out when Clay and Jenna were rushing to hide from Jason. He gets suspicious. He then turns on the lights for the camp and knocks over a tower of canoes, searching for the intruders. When he can't find them, he then gives up and heads to his underground hideout. So um, also in the same way that like he throws his backpack in here, um, if you look in the... The tunnels there. You could see Pamela Voorhees' sweater in there that they put in as an Easter egg. Also, you could see handicappable ass eater Mark's wheelchair what? from part two. Wow. Wait, That's wait, wait. Right. Seriously? Yeah. They got the wheelchair hidden in the tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna and Clay run back to the cabin to warn the others about Jason. Chewie is killed by Jason in a tool shed near the cabin. Yeah. This Good. is that stupid kid we like to see. He just gets stabbed with a screwdriver right. through the mouth. I do not want comic relief in a slasher film. Okay, no. you know what you know what pissed me off about this? Hmm. Is Jason is just this fucking dinosaur giant and it took a couple seconds for him to get that screwdriver to it through his throat. Maybe he a was giant just, like that should have no problem just shoveling it in there and beating the shit out of him. Maybe he was just toying with him like he yeah, was having this, fun. This is a 110-pound Asian kid, and he's struggling <laughs> with him? <laughs> you know what I would have done after that, Sammy? After I, I, after I uh, stuck that in his throat, I'd lay, lay him down and squash his head. <laughs> nice. With my foot. <laughs> Sorry, Mikey. Ooh, here we go. Trent and Bree have sex in a bedroom. Yeah, and Jason's peeping. How's the peeping, Jason? Yeah. <laughs> How's the peeping? <laughs> that, boy, that boy got his peepee in there. He's doing the... <sighs> you, That's the new hey, chant. Can I, ask you guys something? can I ask you guys something? Now, obviously, all these films, no matter what, are everybody's having sex. You think Jason had a little peepee and he was mad and had all that anger in him because he couldn't do anything? A little mm. sexual frustration? Yeah. I mean, I mean you know... I, Jason's I, body's going through changes. I, I maybe, like, I, maybe he was. That's why he was mad. He had a mangled dick. He couldn't do nothing <laughs> with it. You know. Well, you know, you know what I'm saying. I mean, you know, because I. Dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, he's got a mongoloid dick. I mean, think about it. Because I get like that watching midget wrestling. Oh my god! But that's another story. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's mad. He didn't have no dick. His like his fucking <laughs> piss comes out of his belly button or oh, some fucking shit. weird. Look at the fish. Look at the fish. Jenna and Clay arrive just as Lawrence finishes smoking, but before he can snap one off to a winter clothing catalog, <laughs> Clay calls the police and Jason disconnects the cabin's electricity. Uh, yeah, I would have killed this kid differently, too. I would have shoved the bong down his throat. I Damn. Just, yeah. That's what I do. I shove everything down people's throats in this movie. Death by water bong. Yeah. Damn. Lawrence heads outside to search for Chewie, and Jason kills him with an axe. Yeah, this is another one. I mean, it's kind of obvious, but the fucking axe that they throw at him is CGI. 
Oh, come on. Yeah. I don't care. That was a pretty cool scene. And also the CGI. Yeah, when the axe, when it pops through his chest. So this movie is just all, like, you know, CGI shit. It's Michael Bay for you. Yeah. Jason then sneaks inside and kills Bree. But you, you know what, again? Did you see? Did you hear what Sammy mm-hmm. just said? Mm-hmm. A Michael Bay film. Michael Bay, you know, I got to give him so much respect. A lot of his movies are just fantastic. But this one... Like 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 James Wan in Freddy vs Jason, he failed miserably. He's all style and no substance. I think Michael yeah. Bay. Yeah, I just I don't care yeah. for stupid explosion movies and. Yeah, yeah. so Jason, uh, no, you killed... don't like, you don't like this stuff, Mikey? Nah. Did it? Oh. Did it? Was he eh, part it's of fun? Uh, stupid shit. Was he Bad part Boys of? Bad uh, Boys is fun. Um, did he make Independence Day? Uh, I don't remember. Sequ- I don't no, I think that was yes. Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah, oh, right. Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah. Yeah. A police officer arrives and knocks on the front door, but is killed by Jason before he can enter. It's like Ninja Jason right yeah. there. And this is uh, Sheriff Brack, by the way, played by uh, Richard Berge. By the way, Brack is uh, named for author Peter M. Brack, who wrote the book Crystal Lake Memories. One uh-huh. of our sources for uh, this whole series. Really? Yeah, and that's a cool one. He just uh, just yeah shoves a, uh, a fireplace poker through this guy's eye. It goes through the front door. <laughs> that's a pretty cool kill. I like that. It's one. pretty brutal. Yeah. Jason drops out of the sky. It's Ninja Jason. Yeah. Trent tries to get Jenna and escape, leaving fuckboy Clay to die. Fuck this guy! Let's get out of here! But they are separated when Bree's body is hurled through the window of the cop car. Yeah, they always got to have one in every movie. Oh, yeah. That's a, the, I like uh, Trent in this. He's like, fuck this fuckboy! Let's get out of here! Come on, Jenna! <laughs> Trent is killed by Jason when he reaches the main road. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is another one that was, it's kind of stupid in this. I mean, the, the spike coming out of his chest, also CGI. Oh, so they didn't really do anything in this movie that's, that's pretty C- cool practical effects, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm sorry, Sammy. You mean the, mach- the machete right here? Yeah, well, yeah, but when he throws him on the truck, like oh. he impales him on the back of the truck here oh. as it drives, and then it drives away. Oh, oh, oh I get you, I get you. Yeah, but, so but, like the spike, yeah, that oh, was I all see. like. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Because I thought that machete and him lifting him up, lifting him up by the machete and just freaking shaking him. I'm sure I it probably that was. was. Brutal. I think it probably was, yeah. That was, br- look at, I mean, look, that was brutal, dude. Because I think I heard, yeah, in this movie or something like that, they used a lot of like CGI shit because like, on older films and stuff, people have been like hurt by the machetes, or you know, it was like too hard or something. Right, or, right. Mm, and, yeah. and and I got to bring this up to you and Mikey. I got to bring this up. Uh, I meant to bring this up on the Halloween series. You always have to get a jackass that has to manipulate and, and examine a film with with just some stupid shit. These are horror movies. Did you guys know that Carpenter got a lot of shit and a lot of mail from people, fans, even fans, saying that. Uh, if you remember the kill where he stabbed the guy and left him hanging in the kitchen in Halloween, oh, yeah, in Halloween, Halloween yeah. yeah, they said there is no way uh, a guy they figure 180 <laughs> to 190 pounds would would be able to last with that knife in his chest without the weight of his body pulling it down and. And sure. are, you, are you catching my drift, Mike? Yeah, yeah, no, there yeah, are yeah. some real nerds so out there. He also There's does that in the remake. He yeah, in the and, stairway. And now, now, like with that scene with Jason. Uh, you know, puts it puts the machete through his through his back, and he's lifting him like that. That was cool because I think where he stabbed him, I'm pretty sure where, where exactly where he's at. Uh, those bones wouldn't allow him to cut him in half. 
and I could see a bunch of jackasses saying, oh, that guy couldn't do that, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, why, do, why do people do that, Mikey? Why do people overexamine they love, things? They love to pick it apart, and just some people just love to hear themselves talk. Right. But and... but you did you and Sammy hear that? that? That there was a lot of criticism in uh, horror films, you know, like what the example I just gave you. They were like, anybody yeah. weighing over 150 pounds, no way would a knife hold up that weight and a man that size. You know, blah, 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 blah. That yeah. just pisses me off. And you just roll your eyes and go, okay. But that's, it's a horror like, movie, You know what? I, I say that all the time. Like, when I watch a movie, like, I like almost all movies because it's like, I don't know, you just escape for two hours. Have fun right. with it, you know? Yeah, you don't got to analyze shit. Just yeah. watch the movie and have fun with it, you know? Yeah. Suspension of disbelief is what they call it. Yes. Yeah. Wow, that was deep. Jason chases Clay and Jenna <laughs> back to the campgrounds where Clay discovers Jason's lair and finds his sister underground, chained to a wall. Think she was a sex slave? Well, Jason doesn't know how to have sex, but he's got, never mind. He doesn't got he's does. got that mongoloid dick. He's pissing out of his belly button. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was maybe it was a sissy. <laughs> <laughs> you go down to his yeah, cave. You go down to his cave and he's jamming the YMCA. <laughs> he's, he's 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 sitting on a bucket, but he's pissing out of his ass like a woman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I know women don't piss out of their ass. No way, but <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, they don't. <laughs> but you know what really pissed yeah. me off, Mikey? If he had an eight track player down in that cave. <laughs> And he put in fog hat. That would piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is where we play. Uh, I'm your driving wheel. <laughs> this is where we play. Boys don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> cry. Except for Jason, he's a sissy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, oh, okay. All kidding it. aside, all kidding aside. Sammy, I'm gonna go with you. Um. If you've seen this dinosaur of a menace maniac take your brother Louie down to a fucking basement, down to a cave, down to a fucking men's room on, in the side of a gas station, would you take your little ass in there and try to save him? Nah, I didn't like Lou anyways. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. I got to tell you, if I see that happening, I'd be planning your fucking graveyard. I'd be just, okay, who can I borrow to pay for the luncheon? <laughs> no, because if you know what, if Lou can't take, I mean, Lou knows jujitsu and everything like that, dude. Lou knows some martial arts. If Lou can't take them, I'm not taking them. <laughs> Cause the way Feet I figured, don't fail me now. Because yeah. the way I figure, Mikey, my big fat ass ain't gonna go in there and get chopped up even more. <laughs> if I see Jason, I'm going, Lou, help! Help! <laughs> do the thing! Do the thing you do! <laughs> I get killed as Lou's putting his gi on. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see Mikey here doing the crane technique. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm getting strangled by Jason. Uh, 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 uh. I'm like, uh, don't try the fucking belt. Uh. <laughs> Are you bowing? Are you fucking bowing to him? <laughs> That's my, like my, the my, my way of martial arts. You bow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to be a sparring match, Wait, right? I oh, can shit. see Sammy. I can see Mikey in a in a, in a freaking bus stop or something like that in the, in the men's bathroom, and he does the crane technique, and Jason just looks at him, shakes his head, and walks out. <laughs> Mikey, how did you survive that? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Jason fears karate. Uh, Oh, my God. Clay frees Whitney, and all three try to escape as Jason arrives. They find an exit, but Jenna is impaled by Jason's machete before she can escape. No more Danielle Panabaker. Oh, she's gone. Yeah. 
That pissed me off because she was hot. She was good in uh, the crazies. Oh, oh, that's she in, where she's from. Was she yeah. in the remake of that? Yeah. She, okay. Yeah, did 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 you know? You don't know that my nephew brought that up. How was the original? It's one of Romero's like oldest films, and uh, it's dated, but it's still cool. It's entertaining. I like what, it. What, what year did it come out, Mikey? Crazies? Yeah. Maybe seventy-two. It was early seventies. Because what's her name was in it? Um, Lynn Lowry. She was in a lot of seventies stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Jason corners Clay and Whitney in a barn, and Whitney confuses Jason by pretending to be Pamela. Clay and Whitney subdue Jason with a length of chain, and Whitney stabs Jason in the chest with his own machete. Yeah, so the ending here in this barn is kind of like a little mashup of, like, part two, a little bit of, um, what is it, part five, remember when they're in the barn at the end there, when they yeah. kill Roy Burns? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Jason is basically, uh, yeah, sucked into this, uh, I don't even know what this machine is, really. Yeah. But, yeah, it just basically mangles his whole head. She stabs oh, him in the chest. Jason. Yeah, so Whitney stabs him in the chest with a machete. Yep. So this scene was um, originally supposed to be much crazier. Like his mask comes off and they show him all deformed. But uh, I guess like test audience said, it seemed like too sad that he's, his mongoloid Jason gets sucked into the thing. Like they Aww. felt bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> Poor serial like, killer. No! <laughs> After sunrise, Clay and Whitney dump Jason's body into the lake. Before they leave, Jason bursts through the wooden dock and grabs Whitney. Yep, so we got another uh, Jason bursting through shit in here again. It ain't over. It's never over. <laughs> yeah, his mask sinks down to the bottom of the lake. And then um, this one, I don't know, a little tame. I mean, I guess if you know all the other movies, you know what's coming. Right. They couldn't come up with something a little better. And uh, it's kind of it cuts off as soon as like he's uh, jumps up on her. Right. Well, I'm kind of glad they didn't do any more after this. Even though there's there's been some cool ideas floating around, just just wants to just let it die. Let the franchise die with this, I think, and just leave it alone. Unless they got like some spectacular idea out there for a whole new, you know, uh, run of like sequels, this and that. Why? Why did they? Mm -hmm. Why? Because I know they were working on it. Why did they cancel it, Mikey? Uh, I think late as of the recent years, there's been just a, a huge problem probably with like the studio, the writer, the original director, uh, Sean Cunningham, and the original writer, Victor Miller. There's some kind of legal issue going on. That's why there hasn't been any more uh, sequels, something like that. Yeah, basically like on June 15th, uh, 2013, it was reported that Warner Brothers relinquished their film rights to the Friday the 13th franchise back to Paramount. It's part of a deal that allowed Warner Brothers to co-produce Interstellar, the movie. Uh, one week later, Derek Mears revealed that Paramount was working with Platinum Dunes to make a new installment as fast as possible. Uh, Friday the 13th Part 2 was still casting, but sadly it was canceled. However, another reboot or sequel was announced for Friday 2017 release. But things began to take shape as the script were, uh, was chosen to a new director. But the film was in the stages of casting, with shooting to take place a month later. Unfortunately, the film was canceled again under different directions. Um, as time went on, it was revealed that Victor Miller, the writer of the original film, sued Horror Inc. and Sean Cunningham, claiming to fight for the intellectual property of the franchise and the characters, as well as saying he hadn't received appropriate payment for his work on the original film. And as of now, because of the lawsuit, everything Friday the 13th and Jason Voorhees related is on hold indefinitely, well, the rights to the franchise revert back to New Line Cinema and Warner Brothers in 2008. 
So that's yeah. uh, part of the. That's the whole reason why we haven't seen it. Right. There is a podcast out there. I think it's called Developmental Hell, and I think Dread Central puts it out. And mm-hmm. it's all about like movies that were never made, but you know the ideas behind them. And I think there's a very good episode on there. Uh, that talk about all what has been going on behind the scenes with all the legal problems, and they explain it how you know they had this great idea for sequels and it just never came to fruition. That's such a bummer. Because mm. like we say, oh, like we always say, like only the only people who lose are the fans with that. You know, they're, everybody's arguing about money. Yeah, yeah, fans aren't making well, any money. The off studio's not going to do it unless they know they're they're going to score big. So in the reboot, by the way, there was uh, 13 deaths in there. 14, I guess, if you count Pamela Voorhees at the beginning. Mm. Yeah. Below average, Jason. Yes. Far cry from the 22, 24, 25 kills that we were coming up with. The last in the, you know, uh, Jason Goes to Hell and stuff like that. Or Jason X that had a lot. 25, I think, was in that one. Yeah. Oh, there's a there's a huge cast. Friday, uh, February 13th, 2009, uh, Friday the 13th reboot was released in America. Um, it brought in an astounding $43 million in its opening weekend, uh, despite the negative reviews and backlash from diehard fans because the film's box office uh, plunged to 80% in the second weekend. Uh, the film went on to earn $65 million domestically, making it the highest-grossing film among any of the slasher remakes, uh, proving that Jason Voorhees can indeed survive anything, including his own invention. Reinvention. So what do you what do you think? I mean, I mean, I think maybe, I don't know. They probably you know had to put in. I mean, they probably got half of it back. Maybe. I mean, who knows with all they those CGI? On it. Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't have made it. Then. I mean, yeah. It's, it's not. It's the highest grossing film among any of the slasher remakes. Yeah. That you know brought in more than black. Some of the some of these remakes around the same time were like uh, Black Christmas, uh, Prom Night. Right. When a right. Stranger Calls was one of them. Uh, those all those remakes came out all around the same time, and they were terrible. I've got to say, we're going to probably bring it up in one of our uh, episodes coming up, but When a Stranger Calls, the original is so much better than oh, the piece yeah. of shit I, I, remake I never, they made. I've never seen oh, that. Yeah. Was, oh, was it good? Watches. Uh, Carol very Kane. Good, yeah. Carol Kane. The one, the, what I always loved, uh, the one line where he he calls her. the children? Yeah. Why haven't you checked the children? Yeah. But he, uh, he's, she's, she, she's starting to get mad at him, and she's yelling at him, you know, what do you want? And then just out of nowhere, he's like, your blood. All over me. I mean, the way he said it was fucking <laughs> badass, dude. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> Come on. All right, fine. I'll do it verbatim how they did it in the film. Okay. But you got to help me out. You're going to play Carol Kane's part. And all you got to say is, what do you want? But Go you got to say like, what do you want? Yeah. What do you want? Your blood all over me. That kind of bothered me. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but all kidding aside... You know, like I said before, you know, with some of my ideas that, you know, I watch some of the, you know, remakes, reruns all over again because I'm just that big a fan. I don't care how many times I have to watch them. <laughs> I, I always thought uh, because Predator, uh, Robert Rodriguez uh, and Tarantino and a couple others wanted to remake it, but uh, have it a bigger budget. Oh, Predators? Yeah. With uh yeah, Adrian Brody. So, so you know, bigger with, stars, more explosions. Well, you know, not even bigger stars, but more money and and better ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, don't you think? Oh, Derek Mears was in Predators. He was one of them. Oh, he was. He was a predator. Yeah, I think he was the one that was tied up. Pretty sure that was him. Oh, and uh, that's the Adrian Brody one, right? Yeah, Predators, right? right. You know what? That one was awesome. That I like that is. one. I yeah. did. I did yeah, like yeah. that one. Um, but like I said, Mikey, uh, you know, uh, I mean. You know, I don't know. Hire a famous guy like uh, 
like our guy from WWE, uh, uh, Kevin Nash. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a monster. Throw him in there. You know, pay him a couple of months. But I, I, I think, I think because it's a horror film, they're not going to spend that much money on him. Yeah. We, they make money. Why don't they spend money, man? I heard they're. Uh, he's campaigning to be Herman Munster and Rob Zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked about our last monsters. Podcast. Yeah, because look at look at. Now I I can't remember. Please remind me. Uh, World War Z. Sorry. World War Z. Uh huh. Brad Pitt supposedly uh, paid for that himself. Okay. I thought it was magnificent. Didn't you say one time to me you didn't care for that movie? No. It's, it's I wasn't the, that it's, big on it either. No, fast, you didn't like it. The uh, fast-paced running zombies. Yeah, but did it did it make did it make did he make his money back? I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure it made a ton of money. Because you know, to be honest with you, I I did I like the I didn't love the movie. I liked it. Yeah. It was different. But I understand. I, heard, I respect what you're saying. Uh, I heard the book. I heard run. the book is great. Max Brooks, son of Mel Brooks, wrote it. Um, he's his his best stuff. I think is the zombie survival guide. If you read that, you will laugh your ass off. It's like it, reading. It yeah, it's like reading cool. Zombie I Land. I figured yeah. you had it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny, uh, but super smart too. Like everything makes sense. What, in that didn't film. they make a movie like about that? Like it was based on that. I mean, Zombie Land. That's what I think of what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I think it's, it was it's Zombieland. very similar to the book about you know double tapping and uh, you don't need to reload a baseball bat or a machete. Yeah. <laughs> wow, inventive shit like that. Yeah. All right, well, uh, we're uh, drawing to a close on our Friday the 13th series here. I thought maybe real quick I'd just go... Uh, Those are some four long, good episodes, guys. Yeah, thank you. I uh, think we uh, maybe I'll go uh, just through um, some of these and uh, some, some memorable crashes through the windows here. Yeah. Yeah. Brenda thrown by Pamela Voorhees in part one. Uh, Jason crashing through the window as a mongoloid at the window at the end of part two. Uh, then we got Rick thrown by Jason in part three, shot out of a cannon. Uh Ted, Ted White in part four doing a Doberman twin downright dirty, partner. We get a twofer with the car windows blowing out there, too. <laughs> so then uh, also in part four, we're going to get... Yeah. Also in part four, we get Jason doing a Randy Jackson fastball with Rob Deere. <laughs> we got uh, Corey uh, Haim. Uh, I'm sorry, Corey Feldman pissing his pants there. That's right, Ted White getting that mean little devil breaking down that door making him piss his pants. <laughs> we got Edna knife through the window oh, in part Edna. five. We got a door crash in part five. Also, Roy Burns, Shavar, Shavar screams like a girl. Reggie's grandfather in part five. You know what you did, Reggie's grandfather. <laughs> then we got uh, Bruce Jenner's stuntman in a wig uh, going in the new blood, thrown out of the top floor window. <laughs> Why are her panties bulging? Yeah, then we got Kane Hodder coming through the window, also in new blood there. Then uh, we're going to go to Jason Takes Manhattan. He's coming through the porthole window just to uh, choke out Jensen Daggett. Man, another one in uh, Jason Takes Manhattan is uh, when he uh, later on in the movie comes to the diner. Oh yeah. Then we got to possess Jason in the diner, and uh, Jason goes to hell. Uh, at the end of uh, Jason goes to hell, he also goes through the end, uh, the windows in the back there. Then Freddy versus Jason, Deputy Stubbs comes through the window. Also at the end of Freddy versus Jason, he comes uh, there. Also uh, the back of the uh, cop car when Trent screams like a girl. And finally up from the pier in the reboot. God damn! There was a lot of crashing oh, through windows yeah. and Woo. planks hey. of wood and walls. And why walk through the door like a fucking square when you can run through the wall and glass? <laughs> Is that why he does it? He yeah, want to be because he's hip, man. All right, man. So and he's an artist. <laughs> so there you go. It's a little recap of our series there, told through the story of windows. Hey, hey, Sammy, you you got a little tear there, buddy? A little bit. I'm sad. I'm sad. <laughs> it's come to a close. This, this might be the last time we discuss Friday the 13th. Hey, 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 Mikey. Uh, can I can I spoil uh, Halloween? 
Yes. Can you tell our audience the kind of uh, you and Sammy's ideas on what we're going to do okay. for Halloween? Yeah, absolutely. No. It'll no? be a surprise. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> just just know for Halloween candy bowl surprise. That's a that's a little shout out to my uh, my old buddy Anthony. One time he shit in a candy bowl and put it out as a take one, and uh, some, uh, some some kids put it right into their into their uh, oh, that's <laughs> right into their little sacks please, there. Please tell me that's not true. Please it is one hundred percent true. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that's what you're gonna get if you're gonna be a shithead little kid who takes the whole candy oh bowl. You're gonna get a stop, take some shit stop. home with you. Yeah. You're, <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, we got some surprises and some special secret episodes we're going to be doing uh, this fall into Halloween. October, hopefully, will be a good month for us. And uh, stay tuned because uh, these next couple episodes might get a little scary, a little evil. Hey, Mikey. What? Ooh, don't do that. Oh. <laughs> I can't wait to get into. I'm gonna do some Satan shit this this uh, Halloween. That's right. Some satanic shit. Black metal. Yeah, I'm doing some black masses, some <laughs> chaos magic. Can I have a blanket? <laughs> you better hide underneath the sheets, folks. We're gonna get spooky. I ordered some contact lenses that are black. Hello. Hello. We'll get paid a uh, visit by Satan. Yeah. Satan. <laughs> So thanks for listening, folks. Make sure you subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and check us out on Instagram. Uh, this is it for Friday 13th. Mike signing off here with... Big Sale! And... Mongoloid Lives! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought his name was Sammy. Sam... Uh, it's Stanley with a C. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 Thanks for listening, folks. Goodbye. <laughs>